Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. My name is Lyndon Burton, and this is episode 39. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Chris SJE. Chris, how you doing, my brother? Yes, sir, man. I am doing Gucci Bandana, bro. I feel like it's been a minute since last time. Yo, that's because we gave them back-to-back on them with the heat. And thank you to everybody who listened to our panel episode that we dropped. If you guys missed it and you just missed it, we dropped an ep- a, a episode of us. I don't want to say it's our live panel, but it was, it was like the material from our live panel. We just recreated for you guys because we weren't able to get it done that actual day. So we dropped that. But yeah, it's been a minute. Not a lot of news going on in the world of anime. On top of that, during the off period, we've experienced a lot of breaks. My Hero went on break, so we only have one episode to talk about. Vinland was on break. Uh, Freaking the One Piece manga was on break. My Hero, the manga was on break. So we had a lot of off time. Not a lot of news, but we do have some things to get into. And uh, if you're ready, my brother, we'll get we'll get it right into it. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. All right, so first topic we have on the agenda is Kingdom. You guys know that I came in this pod and was telling you guys about Kingdom. Kingdom Kingdom, the manga is great, but they don't have a good anime. Well, the creator has confirmed they're coming back to do it for a third time. They're going to try to redo the anime again with a whole new production team, a whole new studio. They're doing studio... Uh, who made Bleach? Is it in Studio Perio? I think. How do you, how do you say how do you say I think that? it's Periot. Periot. Studio. I've been seeing everybody say Periot. Studio Periot is they doing... They did Bleach? Yeah. Who did Naruto? Because didn't Studio Periot do... Oh, no. Studio Periot does Boruto. I thought they did Naruto, too. Maybe. Didn't they do Yu Yu Hakusho? Uh, I don't... I'm, I can't confirm that, but Studio Periot is doing the new version with a whole new production team of Kingdom and Krissa. They're going to get up to the... Uh, they're going to get up to the arc that's, that's really, really important. I, I forget. I can't... It starts with an A, but... When this anime drops, I want all of you guys to check it out because the reason why I told y'all not to check it out before is because of this 3D animation. If they do it right, we can have something that's really, really good. Are you excited about us getting this Kingdom manga for with a whole redone team and everything? And let me tell you what's about it. It's about this this Asian... It's, it's in Chinese. I mean, it's in China. This Chinese boy is part of the warring times of China when all the stuff, all the different kingdoms were separated before they got unified. And it's about this kid who's a peasant. He wants to become uh, one of the great generals of heaven. That's the people who lead the Quin, the uh, Q-I-N army, the King army. And basically it's about him linking up with the prince and their mission to take over and be the king of China and the general of the great general of China and then unify all the Chinese nation states. Some of the best action and political intrigue are in that show, like in that manga. We are in for a treat with that. I see. I'm looking at it. I'm looking. Uh, apparently they had like a 2013 or 2011 or something. Yeah, anime. they attempted in it's 3D. Doesn't look too hot. It, I'm not gonna lie. It, it give, it's giving me Vinland Saga vibes. You know what I'm saying? It's a Sanian manga as well. It, it, it so gives it's, me like it's in that the, van, it's in that Vinland the aesthetic. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I'm trying to see to answer your question about Studio Periot. I don't think it it doesn't look like it didn't. Oh no, it did do Naruto, but it did Naruto for a certain bit of time from 2002 to 2007. It did. Uh, 
Did they do Yu Yu Hakusho? They did. Or, Bleach. or was it Madhouse? Am I tripping? Madhouse did uh, Hunter Hunter. They did do Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay, I was about to say because uh, well, it was I, Fuji TV with them. I always heard Studio Perry. I did a good job with uh with Yu Yu Hakusho. If I'm they not did mistaken. Bleach, and in the 2010s, they're doing Black Clover. As well as yes, Black, Boruto. Yes, I definitely knew Black Clover. Yeah, so we're about to get a new Kingdom anime. Hopefully it gets redone and be on the lookout for that. It's coming in. The creator said it should be here April 2020. So I'm super excited for that. That's something, Chris, you definitely got to check out as well as everybody else who's listening to this podcast. Next up, we got some video game news. One Piece Pirate Warrior 4s will also include a Wano story along with the Whole Cake story. So we're getting Kaido, we're getting Big Mom, as well as One Piece Stampede has made 9.3 billion yen worldwide, which equates to 85 million U.S. dollars. I think that's great for One Piece saying that they weren't in every theater in America and they only played for like three days. Man, I need to do more uh, research on um, how much money, like what budget they had with this movie or what budget they usually have with anime movies. Cause I want to see how big of a profit margin, like how much they're, they're, they're making. Toei is excited about this. Oh, so I, this is definitely... I, I think I think this was a success. Because I, I imagine you don't... Because they spend like millions of dollars on big live action movies. I imagine yeah. uh, for an animated movie, you wouldn't spend over like two million. I would... I'm a... But it... It would probably be so live action, big budget movies, comic book movies cost hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh yeah, like Infinity War had like I want to say a half a billion dollar budget, and they made two billion dollars, so that was profitable. I think animation has anywhere between ten million and fifty million, okay. depending on how much they like Pixar and shit. They around like the twenty five to fifty million with like Monsters. Well, maybe not Monsters Inc., but the newer Pixar shits are costing a lot more. And so, so that's, just, a, that's a big win. It just depends. So yeah, this is if it costs like between five to ten million dollars for One Piece, that's a big win. I could just tell you know they put a lot of effort into this movie. I mean, they were supposed to bring uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, Geekdom uh, or Dragon Ball Tubers, should I say? Uh, he was super hype announcing Dragon Ball Super returning. Then mid, uh, you know, people are waiting on Dragon Ball Super to get announced again. Uh, apparently, Toei pulled out of it. Like last minute, but I think they wanted to focus more on this, and uh, I feel like they. In Wano, like it's. Oh the yeah, same. in Wano. It Wano looks it's, just it's like One Piece the here. Like, yeah, no, it's the 20th anniversary, so One Piece had a budget of, let's see, no, I don't want to. I'm sorry, Chris, I, but continue what you're saying because I, I was they gave me their box office when that's not what I'm asking for. Um, I forget what we're talking about. We're talking about Stampede and how. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How they took the extra time to to put it into Wano and put it into Stampede. Yep. I'm glad because if they gave us more like imagine if they gave us mid ass fucking like Dragon Ball Super Episode 5 graphics for the new season like for the Wano that should be disrespectful you know what I'm saying because Wano is something that means so much to Oda because it represents feudal Japan it's something he's been waiting to do for forever like they they and had then, to they had to come correct and then imagine like if they they did spend put a bunch of time into Wano and put a bunch of time into Stampede but at the same time they're half assed trying to give that their all while trying to get together uh, and scramble for Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball Super ends up coming back looking like Episode Five Dragon Ball Super you know what I'm saying so or, or whatever the continuation because they're saying it may not even be Super it may just be a new series but the the my point being, I'm glad they didn't half-ass do both and try to give us all that content to just cast grab because it would have been uh, to their detriment. Because I'm not gonna and lie, even the super manga needs to 
continue a little more and get some more before because we don't. Yeah, and I'm loving it, bro. I'm loving reading it monthly. That's what I'm saying. Like it needs to, it needs to, it needs to gather some more chapters before we bring it back. I I do wish I would get two chapters a month, but shit, Mm -hmm. give it to me every two weeks. (laughs) Fuck, I need like some more Dragon Ball content. Like just this whole moral arc. Not to spoil anything for anybody. It's been pretty solid. Like I've been entertained. I've been loving the development. I've been loving the story. Loving the Vegeta arc. Loving the Vegeta. I'm loving seeing Vegeta on. uh, You know what? Do what he does. I'm loving seeing Goku as well. Uh, It's just a lot of shit that got me intrigued by this, and it's like it's 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 amazing for me to say that uh, Dragon Ball still has me intrigued after all this time. But I'm glad that they are kind of taking a hiatus from that and kind of giving that some breathing room because I feel like some new stuff. I, they gave us a lot of overkill with Dragon Ball with Battle of Gods, Revival of F, Super, Tournament of Power, in the Super and everything. Then you gave us the Broly. It's like, okay, you, it, let's end on a good note for now. You gave us Broly. Let's not jump back into it too quick. Yeah, let's especially make when sure you got we, other shit to focus on. Especially when we don't have a full developed story yet. Let us get more into the manga if, if Toriyama wants to give us more. Then as soon as he gives us more, then mm-hmm. we can make more anime. I, I will say... Because I uh, hate the start-stop, like, we don't mm-hmm. have enough chapters. And then, like, how super anime was ahead of the manga. And exactly. It's like, like th- just to add to that point, like, um, the, like, the manga not being finished or up-to-date, it was so, so, so annoying watching... Uh, the anime drop at the same time as the manga or the manga drop after the anime which is fucking that never happens like it, you literally saw the anime start you saw the tournament of power before it came out on the manga yeah you and saw they, the manga they even changed some of the stuff that happened in the tournament of power in the manga from the actual TV show well I think it was I think it was the uh the first tournament no 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 I'm talking tournament like because Vegeta I think had some shit happen with him with his like some of his power ups and some of the things happened a little different in. I remember that tournament arc was rolling out fucking forever. Like Jesus Christ, that tournament of power it ended and then it was still rolling out manga wise. I'm sitting there just waiting forever for it to end. And like Master Roshi goes Ultra Instinct apparently. Like I'm I'm reading it. I'm just sitting there like what the fuck is going on right now. <laughs> I'm like I, I don't know. Uh, who green lit that shit but you could tell they were just like fuck it the anime is over it don't really even matter that, and that's why we need some that's why I'm glad Dragon Ball Z is doing what it's doing right and seeing now. the manga un- unravel it kind of gives me hope for when the anime comes back it'll have so- kind of some guidelines of canon yep. canonicity of what to do but good kudos to One Piece I'm excited for One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 for everybody on the lookout for that if you're up to date on the story this playing the Wano arc will be very very dope so be on the lookout for that Okay, so the official website for Violet Evergarden, the movie revealed that it's now scheduled for a release of April 4th, 2020, and they had to move it back uh, from its initial January 10th date due to the Kyoto fires. So glad that Violet Evergarden is coming to the big screen. Chris, are you a big fan of Violet Evergarden? I've never seen Violet Evergarden. I got to look that up. Well, I'm me neither. So I just wanted to let it be known for all the fans and to show that we're supporting... uh, uh, Kyoto Animation because it's good to see them get their uh, pro- uh their production back off the ground. Yeah, I'm after looking that, up. Uh, dra- I don't know what this is. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. We gotta check it out after that uh tra- traumatic and tragic uh event that they went through. So good to hear that. Facts. Next up, we got Netflix tweeted out from their official Twitter that fans could expect to see B stars hit North America in early 2020. And that gives us a couple months before we can experience the new dark world where an anthropomorphic murder mystery fuels each installment. So, Beastars is a murder mystery. Chris, are you going to be checking for that? I'm going to be peeping it out. I'm definitely going to give it a try. Yo, Netflix is roster. I think this speaks more to, not about the news, but I want to talk about Netflix's roster compared to 
other streaming services roster. With HBO Max partnering with Crunchyroll, now HBO is in the anime game. HBO will only be the will be the only place you can stream Studio Ghibli movies uh-huh. like like My Neighbor Totoro, like uh, Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke, because those things aren't on streaming. And if you have HBO Max, that's gonna be there. So they have a good roster now. Amazon's building the Sanin Empire with Vinland, Dororo, Blade mm-hmm. of the More. They're building their own thing. Great roster. Hulu partnered with Funimation, so we know what they got. They streaming new Shonen every week, dub, sub, everything. Everybody what, wants a piece, What is man. Netflix's roster looking like at this point? Like Netflix's roster is kind of trash. Netflix got a... Well, Netflix is always going to have don't, hit don't or even, miss. Don't even sugarcoat code. It's trash right now. Well, they got hits and misses. They got like... Seven Deadly Sins is a hit. That's their, that's their biggest. That's their bread and butter. That's their number one hit for sure. I'm never going to forgive these niggas for that Death Note live action movie. Trash. Uh, I'm I'm excited about the Cowboy Bebop movie or what is it a series? Seat series live action. I'm excited for the live action uh series. They got Kakaguri, which a lot of people fuck with. I know they have a lot of anime, but to me, I always uh, you know, when trapping out the bandwidth is a, is a is a real thing, and you know what I'm saying, life. But uh, I know a lot. Of net of series that are on Netflix, but I don't know what's on Netflix. I don't I don't know all the Netflix exclusives. So look, I got fucking Bleach is on Netflix, but they're it's not they're Netflix not exclusive. exclusive. Look, I got the I got some of the exclusives. Devilman Cry Baby, I'll give them. That's, that's a hit. That's fire. a slapper. That's a slapper. To me, be the beginning is a slapper because it's a great mystery. They have this anime called Series the Jaeger that I think is a decent anime. It's not a slapper, but it's not a flop. It's it's entertaining, but it's not doing anything out the box. They're the exclusive streaming for Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is major. That's huge. They have Hero Mask, which is my shit. They got Cannon Busters, which is dope. They got uh, Kill a Kill, but I think that's other places. Yeah, that was on Adult Swim. They got Keegan Ashura, but niggas not fucking with that because of the 3D animation. Like we said, Seven Deadly Sins. And then they got, like we said, Kakaguri. I'm trying to see some of the other exclusives. Oh, but then they have shit like... Sword Guy, which is trash. They got Ultraman, this 3D shit that's not that great. They got Ajin or Ajin. I don't know how to say it. Ajin. Oh, yeah. Ajin. Ajin. They got uh, Force of the Pianos. They got the new Watanabe, like, music sh- uh, sh- Carol and Tuesday, but that's they, not for me. They apparently got two Fates, like Fate Apocrypha or whatever, how you say it. And then they got IQ Incarnation. They got some, I mean, look. They got some stuff, but it's not like hits. The it's more a, I look at it, the only hit they really have is uh, Seven Deadly Sins. It's the only real hit. And Dead Man. Uh, Dead Man Cry. Uh, Devil Man Cry. Devil Man Cry Baby. That's a hit. And then they got like a couple. If that's the S tier of Netflix, they got. This is the A tier. Like Hero Mass, Be the Beginning, Serious the Jaeger, and maybe Cannon Busters. Mm-hmm. And Cannon Busters could be considered. The A tier, the B tier. Yeah, Cannon Busters is B tier for sure with all the, the fates and the um the goddamn Bakis of the world. Yeah, because Baki was good at some points, but just that 3D animation gets sickening. I, I didn't really like Baki that much. Like Damn, people you people fuck with it. Uh I I, I low-key want to go back and give the OG series a try because That's they say what I it's way do. better because this new one was wasn't cutting it for me. Like it was I understand the appeal, but it just didn't appeal to me. You know what I'm saying? And that's my thing. So inside of the streaming war. Funimation and Hulu doing their thing. HBO's now a major player that kind of 
leapfrogs Netflix in a sense because now you can get Crunchyroll stuff on HBO. I mean, as well as the Studio Ghibli movies, which you can't get anywhere else. And then they got a couple of them on Hulu. Studio Ghibli is about to be fully pulled from who? Like all the movies are going to be gone. I think it's Hulu. It's something because me and my girl watch. Uh, Once HBO Max starts, it's going to be only there, exclusive. And then Am- like I would rank it right now. I guess you'd have to put Hulu in Funimation one because of like what Hulu has. You know what I mean? Like how they have the you can stream shown in like up to date and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that Hulu Funimation partnership, I put one, two. I'm going with Amazon. Amazon? Uh, but see, the reason why I don't say Crunchyroll and VRV is because those are like with, yeah. those are like those are streaming services where it's like you can watch the same Shonen stuff. They don't really have exclusives. It's like yeah, it's not really when, when you when you when you pick, it's just subs. It's just like yeah, it's like it's like exactly. your, your normal hub. So mm-hmm. I guess we could say, well, all right, I'm gonna redo it. And when you pit like original content versus original content, number one, I would say is Crunchyroll and then slash Hulu. Funimation, so the Hulu Funimation partnership, and then the Crunchyroll VRV. Hulu came through in the clutch for so many series exactly. for me. Like I could watch so much shit on Hulu, like dub or sub. But it don't number even really two, matter. I'm going with Amazon. I like Amazon's roster more than Netflix. HBO Max, we don't know yet because the Studio Ghibli movies aren't there. I'd say that might be three, just based on the Miyazaki films, and then four is Netflix. Man, I'm sorry to all the Netflix fans out there, but they're last. I feel like. Uh... HBO, uh, you know they had to come with something like this because, I mean, they don't got Game of Thrones no more. And HBO's, they they realized if they're going to be in a streaming service market, they need to compete. And HBO always played like Akira and stuff on HBO Mm and Ghost in the Shell. So it's like, why don't we get in the game? And I think getting the Studio Ghibli movies are huge. Facts. So that's all we got really with that. Next up, so Krista, we showed you the trailer, and this is a trailer for everybody else to go watch after we discuss it. We watched the trailer for Duro Hedero, and that show will air on January 12th. This is what the show's about. In a city so dismal it's known only as The Hole, a clan of sorcerers have been plucking people off the streets to use as guinea pigs for atrocious experiments in the black arts. In a dark alley, Nico Nick Kaido found uh, Kaiman, a man with reptile head, and a bad case of amnesia to undo the spell. They're hunting and killing the sorcerers in the hole, hoping that eventually they'll kill the right one. But when Ian, the head sorcerer, gets word of a lizard man slaughtering his people, he sends a crew of cleaners into the hole, igniting a war between the two worlds. Duro Hedero takes place in a post-apocalyptic setting, split in two separate dimensions, the whole adismic cityscape where, human res- where humans reside in the sorcerer's world, world, home of the sorcerer's Despite appearing similar, humans and sorcerers are two distinct species, the former evolving naturally, while the latter was created by primordial devil named Kaidorama. Sorcerers are capable of entering the hole by summoning magic doors. Are you excited for the series, Duro Hedero? And I see a lot of people talk about the manga on Twitter. Fucking hype! I'm loving it! Bruh, like, I'm not gonna lie, this trailer was enough to get me excited for it. The action, the intrigue of not knowing what the fuck is going on, the aesthetic and art style. Very um, different. Very, very different. I was kind of telling you, it, it was giving me like a Kira vibe. It does. But a new era. And it kind of uh, gave me, I was hoping that this was a show and not a movie because it looks like something that... Um, could be a movie. Could be a movie. But uh, it looked like it, it, it'll it be done so much better as a show because it, I, I could see it 
it, it gives me like the vibe of something that's long running. Not not saying long running, but longer running than an hour and a half, two yeah. hours. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm with you on that. So, so I'm excited to actually giving us content. I wonder how uh, did it say how many episodes we get? We don't know that quite yet. But I'm I'm excited for it because hopefully as long as it's you know 12, 24 episodes, they're gonna give us something solid. I'm I'm excited for this story. The the characters look uh intriguing, Very intriguing enough. Yeah. And and all the stuff how the people have like different masks and mm-hmm. different like eye paint on looks it looks insane. Yeah, I'm in. Go watch the trailer, everybody out there for Durohead Duro, and let us know what you think. Are you excited for this uh, anime? Let us know in the comments on SoundCloud, Apple Music, or Spotify, and then also you can tweet at me or Krista and let us know what you think. We want to interact with you guys, so go check out that trailer and let us know what you think of Durohead Duro. It's spelled D R O H E D O R O. Next up, the final news topic of the day is, Krissa, is Demon Slayer coming to an end? And let me say this. So the conversation that me and Chris are about to get in, we're going to give you this now, a spoiler warning, because we may spoil some of the manga that's coming up and that's out right now. So please, please, if you don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead to our question. We're going to, we're going to, our first question is, what are some of our favorite openings? Skip ahead to that. Because for us to discuss this news topic about Demon Slayer potentially ending, we have to go into spoiler territory. And see, we're going to try to keep it into like the the end of uh, the manga where we're at because, you know, we're not going to spoil everything that like right that happened. after. Yeah, no, for like, sure. I'm not trying to spoil the uh, train oh, there's movie no point the, in talking yeah. about that. Like, but yeah. like the end end, just uh, discussing knowing where we're at right now. Uh, you the can kind of see a, plot, a path. The, the the fact that uh, and I was telling you this uh, I texted you as soon as I finished re- uh, as soon as I finished reading chapter one eighty two I read one eighty one and one eighty two I skipped Bo- the week. all right let's jump ahead let three spoiler warning again jump mm-hmm. ahead three two one my bad for cutting you off I just oh, no, I just figured good. we were about to jump like I didn't want yeah, you we to about jump to dive in. in yeah I didn't want you to jump in and we spoil somebody but like well I was I kind of texted you as soon as I finished reading it because I was like okay um. Or as soon as I, as soon as they announced, as soon as I saw on Twitter yeah. that uh, you know, Shonen Jumps making that big announcement, like, hey, it's we're almost done. It's, we, we've it's been, coming to we, end. We're almost at the end of this long road. I'm sitting there like, how fucking close are we? Because <laughs> where we're at right now, I feel like there's a lot of um, you. I don't want it to just end in two or three chapters. I at least want another another ten, twenty chapters, and then you can wrap it up. I like, agree with up. that. I think I think it needs ten to twenty chapters, but. I said this before, like right when this arc started to you, we've been talking off air for weeks. How much more are we possibly going to get? And we've been having that conversation ever since me and you both started reading the manga again. How much more can we possibly get? And it's like, after this arc, everything that's happened, the upper moons are gone. It's it's now Muzan versus the squad. Yeah. And it's like, yo. How much more we fucking do? And now I'll say this. My theory for all that is in case, like, let's say some of the, the upper moons lose to the to the to Muzan real quick. They don't die. Let's just say something happens where Muzan gets teleported or he gets he has to, it's like an escape type deal. Mm-hmm. Like where they don't end up in the same path. I could see him maybe getting a couple more like low key homies to join him. Maybe. I don't see that. I feel like that might drag it on. He created demons. He he 
he's just like walk around God body at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's uh He's at his at his strongest right now. Yeah, he's definitely at his strongest he's right like now. He's like Tin Tails Modern right now. And he is shitting on his, his fucking soldiers were shitting on people. Like his his demons, like his lower moons and upper moons were like killing Hashira. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, big facts. Like uh this is not one of those series that's scared to kill off characters, and we've seen a lot of niggas die. This arc, many people died. Oh, yeah. They're many like so important many. people died. Yeah. So many motherfucking people died. So that's died. my thing where it's like, I could feel it coming to an end. It has to be coming to an end soon, but I just want it to come to an end naturally. Like, I'm, I hope they're not getting the fucking... I mean, of course they wouldn't with their anime being so successful. I mean, they got a damn movie. They're probably sitting there like, but maybe that's why more. they Maybe that's why they have a movie. It's a movie then couple arcs and then finish it up with this final arc being a movie but I'm, I'm thinking and that wouldn't be bad but I'm just hoping that they uh what I'm saying is like they're not getting the boot hopefully they're or the the, the snip, oh no snip. It's, not, it's not the snip I don't think it's the snip I just hope they're not rushing them back wrap it up wrap it up like, let, them ra- let her wrap it up how she wants to wrap it up the mangaka now that we I didn't think we were gonna see Tanjiro grow up we've talked about that I thought we were gonna at least see some sort of time skip See, you expected a time skip before we fought Mulan. I expected a longer running series than this. But as soon as we entered, and this is where this is why we get we gave a spoiler alert, a spoiler warning. But ever since we entered the um this building, you know, ever since they, they this war started, like after the training arc, after that little last training arc they did where everybody got up to par, uh, you know, we you could tell, like, as soon as it started, I'm sitting there, okay, this after this, it's done. Yeah. But I'm sitting there like, how long can they uh, stretch that out and so far they've been doing a great job of getting us from fight to fight to fight does this change how you view we always talk about the next big three does this being kind of like promise neverland ending sooner than perhaps a my hero will or ending sooner than perhaps uh i'm i just say fire force because it seems mm-hmm. like a long-running series you you, you get the gist when yeah. I say that, but, but it's like demon slayer's taking this path of it's a full metal alchemist it's short like once it's done, it's done. Facts. I I I I feel like Demon Slayer, no matter its length, has to be talked about uh like with the goats. Like when you talk about Light Yagami and Death Note, that's only like a what, 24, mm-hmm. 24 episode? Well, it's it's probably like fifty. I want to say yeah, it's like, like fifty. Which isn't much. Which, that's but not that's not much. much, no. That's not it's under a hundred. Long running, I feel like is a hundred plus. So we get uh, you know, we talk about Edward Elric, we talk about uh Full Metal, we talk about uh, these short and shonen series. You talk about these short shonen series as goats. None of them penetrate the big three. Like Edward Elric, as as cold as he was, you know what I'm saying? He didn't penetrate. No. He, like Yusuke Yurameshi, one of my goats, as as cold as he was. Gone freaks, as cold as he is. Uh, none of these characters broke into the 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 big three category. Does that the big three. With Tanjiro, due to the fact that we have mob. With an ongoing well, series see, and do the fact that we have a Deku. I'm a firm believer that, you know, there is no big three anymore, but there are, there is a big three, but it's not three. And it's it's not, uh, like the thing with Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece, they all were like booting up around the same time. Uh, clearly the new gens, uh, quote unquote, big three. Have different lengths and it, they have different goals. The main one and first one, undeniably my hero. But that's the only one you could even consider to be in that because in the, the reason vein why of the old big three, the reason why the big three was the big three is because it was three goats and they were all hitting at the same time. When it comes to goat shit, we only really got my hero. We can't put Boruto or Black Clover in that category. Big facts. Uh, even if uh, 
Demon Slayer was a little bit longer running or we didn't know when it was going to end. It's it's not there yet. You know what I'm saying? My hero got there very fast. You could tell it's it's following a similar formula. But that's my question. What if Demon Slayer ends after this arc? Does it get there is my question. I feel like Demon Slayer, it, it, it can't for the simple fact that when I look at the big three, right? You expect a certain length? Not not even only that. Like that is one of the aspects. But the big three was the big three because they're following that outline of Dragon Ball, right? When you think Dragon Ball, you think Goku, Vegeta, but you think like Krillin, Yamcha, Tien, Piccolo, Gohan, Goten. They have like the hugest ensemble cast of characters that are need to know. Like you have an essential Dragon Ball, like they give you like fucking 500 episodes, I want to say, all together, of, uh, if you include Super and Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Uh, not throwing GT in there, but you get like over fucking 400 episodes. With Naruto, you get over 500. So, so many characters get introduced to where when you look at the Naruto world, right? You see the story follows our main characters. Yeah, but you uh, see and so the side much. character. Yeah, but you see there's a world that is more important. In Demon Slayer, the only side characters you see in the world are the swordsmiths. Uh, it the seems Hashiras. like the Hashiras are the pinnacle of that world. It seems like they built their world to be uh, not as huge. If that yeah, makes it's sense. a very it's a very contained world. Exactly, because it seems always, so small. I always said to you, even before this Muzan arc came to about, what happens when they defeat Muzan? The show has to be over. Exactly, and like and you always said, there were probably other demons roaming. But it's like, if mm-hmm. he's really the god of demons, then like. Are we stretching the story too much? And I feel like the author's like gonna get out their story and just be done with. It. And I, I, I honestly, think- and that's, there's nothing wrong with that because look, I've, my writing teachers throughout high school, college, have always told me to be a great writer. You don't put a length on your writing. Your writing is as long as a rope. It's as long as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Uh, that's why whenever we we discuss this about Promise Neverland ending early or ending not not being a long running, I'm like, that's perfect for me. And it makes sense for that too. Because though. Death Note couldn't have went on forever. At some point, Death Note, when you get to the end of it, or if it would have been like a 200 episode series, like, okay, wrap it up, nigga. Is Light just gonna fucking... And that's true. Once my... I mean, look, once Tanjiro accomplishes his goal with Muzan, it's like, he accomplished his goal. He took care of his sister. Are we gonna see... Is there a need for him to be a demon hunter? Maybe, but that's not the story we're telling. And, and see, like, uh, Promise Neverland, and that's why I keep bringing up Death Note, because Promise Neverland and Demon Slayer go off in that kind of one, uh, you know, that standalone kind of series. But when you look at Dragon Ball, and then when you look at the big three, uh, Naruto, Bleach, and uh, One Piece, I can't speak so much uh, for Bleach, and or even One Piece to the, uh, that matter, but with Naruto specifically, and Dragon Ball, like those stories and those worlds are built to they're built so open like naruto has a specific oh, strict shit. world and so does dragon ball they have One their piece shit is the same like i always say like as much as i love the straw hats i love everything going on in the world and it could never end is what i'm saying like demon slayer like you said has to end at one point uh promise neverland has to end at one point with one piece naruto dragon ball they introduced so many characters and they they made so many different backstories All and they put is, so much world it's about what well, not Dragon Ball Z, but in terms of Naruto and One Piece, I don't necessarily know Bleach Ichigo's goal. But in terms of Naruto and One Piece, it's like, as long as we get Luffy at the end getting the One Piece, being the Pirate King, and as long as we get Naruto being the Hokage, it doesn't matter kind of how we get there. That story can go as long as possible. It could go as far and as, as loopy as it possibly can. We've already seen One Piece go everywhere we've seen one piece do a lot in it's fucking 900 and it's, something and episodes, it's not chapters. even close to being done and the thing about that is like 
nobody's mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no but defense. Demon Slayer, if that shit got stretched too long, if Promise Neverland got stretched too long, and I feel like that's the difference of what, like, my hero is that new big three potential because the world is built to where Deku could die and you could have a whole fucking world still. You could but, still, the show could keep going. But at the same time, it's like Naruto and One Piece where it's like, this show started off where Deku tells us this is a story of him being the greatest hero ever. We mm-hmm. don't assume he becomes the greatest hero ever at 14 years old. Yeah, it's not overnight. And when you think about greatest hero ever, you don't, like you said, it's a, you got to be an adult. You got to see that time skip. And I just like the fact that there's so many pieces at play in that kind of series. When you look at Demon Slayer, they introduce to you everybody who needs to be introduced to you. And in my hero, you chapters. feel like you still haven't met like a quarter, uh, you you haven't even met ten percent of what the My Hero world has to offer. You just heard if you're an anime watcher for My Hero, you just heard the name of the number two hero in the world, and we still haven't met him yet. And and, and you just heard his name. You don't even know shit. You didn't even know All Might had a fucking sidekick. And honestly, you didn't even know that. Like I'm telling y'all, that's his name that we heard Hawks from Tokyomi. Mm-hmm. But you guys don't know that. You just know Tokyomi's going to this guy named Hawks. Who is he? Yep, that's that's it. Like they don't even they could open. A whole arc for that later down the line. They yeah. don't have to, but they can. They could make a whole standalone spinoff movie. They could make like a vigilante spinoff manga. Like literally, when you look at, and this is the difference. Like when you look at Demon Slayer, you see Tanjiro, Inosuke, Zenitsu randomly formed a gang. They're not classmates. There's no, there's no school. There's no order to that world. There's no. no like big scale. It's just them. It's that small scale. Like them with Nezuko. Uh, with with my hero, you know they're one class in one school. It's to where the point where they introduce Mirio and other students in the same school, you're like, oh shit, more characters. Yeah, you still haven't been introduced to that whole school, and you've been introduced to other schools. You know what I'm saying? You've been introduced to other classes, and other, schools, other schools, just other schools' first years. And then they built that. This is just fucking Japan. All might come from fucking. Well, he you know he doesn't. Well, he he been in yeah he went America. to America yeah. Then you you see the kids go to America for the uh you know what I'm saying the movie. It's just like you know what I'm saying. You see so much shit going on. Not even America. They just go to an island outside the coast of. Oh yeah, America. you're right. You're right. So like we still haven't seen. It's a, such a huge yeah. World. There's so much, and but that's why I'm uh and this is like. On a tangent, but I'm, that's why I'm always saying like uh, my hero, it has to have, and I'm seeing it already. They're opening up like to be a bigger world because like they have vigilantes going. They have like a couple spinoff manga that I seen the other day. See, the only one that I think is real is, in vigilantes. Term, is vigilantes. The other ones like the Chibi, Rock Lee. Yeah, for sure. But what I'm saying is they're trying to build that world to be like the Naruto's One Piece. They could literally make like. Say they announce my hero's done, right? Um, they're like, okay, Deku's a hero now. And it's like, we want to see Deku as an adult. They could stall that by dropping a whole nother fucking series about a whole nother school. Vigilantes. Whole they could just drop vigilantes. And yeah, honestly, it. they could do vigilantes. They could take something in another area like America and then tie that shit in. Because I'm loving how they tie vigilantes into the the um real world that we know of my hero. Yeah, exactly. Like imagine if they build a world, they have like four or five different series going at once. And then once you finally start seeing my hero get into their adult, like you see adult Todoroki, adult Deku, like imagine we get like a Batman, Superman, like Todoroki is a hero. He gets his own fucking show. You know what I'm saying? Deku's a hero. He gets his own fucking show. I mean, that's my ultimate goal for my hero, just for the fact that it's in the superhero world. They're taking comic book tropes. Like, mm-hmm. let's make this the anime, like the, the anime superhero world. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many ways, like we could take it like, 
in for example, Vigilantes just met Aizawa and we're seeing him young in his young Avengers. And that's thrown off. I've been amazing. seeing that like on some crazy. I mean, like what the the way they tie it in. That, and that's when like there's so much room for story. Whereas Demon Slayer, you're right, it's a contained story. Like and, we just know there's one main villain that all these Demon Slayers fight. This whole organization's keyed into Muzan, and it's like without him, the world's normal. So it's like facts that story's contained in. I don't think it takes away from that story. No, it's actually short. better for that kind of short yeah. uh, story because we've seen instances of stories get stretched out too long and it's to the point where it's like, yep. why the fuck am I watching this? Yep. And you don't want it to get to that point. The thing is, with One Piece, Naruto, Dragon Ball, we still are here for this. There's still more to explore. Once there's no more to explore, like you said, like you're at the end of the rope. Stop trying to add rope. Like, where are we going? The rope's just on the ground right now. You're not pulling me up or any out, out of yeah. anything. But I will say this. It has opened my eyes to how I view things. Like, my uh mob psycho right uh i don't know if that has potential to be next big three or next big thing because um but see that rope that's a different type of rope because it's like it doesn't give you a capper mm -hmm. but it doesn't every season has broadened the world yeah, for sure. But for, that's the same as Dragon Ball. Like, Dragon Ball, you, that shit had no kind of direction, I feel. I feel personally from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z, that show had no point. Like, I'm not saying no point. It's just a, it's just a life of Goku at this point. Is, and, and Mob is kind of, I'm not going to say similar, but it's like... Each, yeah, it's like after, the life of Mob. After each season, we learn something new that expands the world. And that's what makes it... That, like. That makes it what kind of is in the big three esque type. Exactly, deal. like the the room it has to wiggle. Like the, the, how much shit can you do with this? Like it's not big three unless you could go big with it. That's why, it, for example, Shinra with Fire Force. We know his ultimate goal is to mm -hmm. be the greatest hero ever. How does he become the best hero Fire Force member in his and world? To be honest with you, shows like Fire Force, shows like Mob Psycho. You get the mob, you get the side characters, but honestly, both of those shows have already, even with the the minimal amount of Fire Force episodes we've got. We've gotten we've gotten introduced to a lot of different characters already. Demon Slayer didn't really introduce us to that many characters. We kind of we meet people as we go, we but it's not really. This, we probably have the same amount of characters from Demon Slayer right now that we do in Fire Force, if not less. And the the thing about it is that's at the manga, like that's where we're caught up at one eighty two. Yeah, because you know like even though they show other Demon Slayers, none of those people are important. Yeah, none of They're them are important. Soldiers. You see a lot of people get killed. That's worthless. You see a lot of shit happen that means, I'm not saying means nothing, but it, it kind of opens my eyes to what can be and what can't be a big three. You could see Mob Psycho expanding more because it's so it has so much room. Like when I was on Hulu the other day and I randomly stumbled upon Rock Lee's. Rock Lee has his own side chibi, show. Yeah, his own chibi it's, show. It's chibi, but like at the same time, there are captivating characters in Naruto that can have their own spinoff. Like, nobody asks for no fucking Rock Lee spinoff. But if you gave me a Gaara spinoff, I wouldn't be mad. If yeah. you gave me a this person spinoff, I wouldn't be mad. You could give me endless spinoffs, I wouldn't be mad. Same thing with My Hero, same thing with Dragon like, Ball, same like thing with... Naruto, you could go tell stories from the uh, Raikage and the Lightning Village. You could just tell, like, their history if you wanted. You could tell the mm -hmm. thing from the stone. There's, like, there's so much yeah. shit. Even with One Piece, I know you know way more than me. You know that world is... It's worth diving into. Characters have mystery. Like One Piece gives you a lot of backstory, but a lot would, of characters have backstory that you want to see. Like I would love to see Trafalgar Law, his area as a pirate from mm -hmm. from after what we know is his backstory to where we see him before he meets Luffy. Like we, I want to know that middle range. Like Facts. Captain Kid, I want to know what's up with Eustace Kid. Like there's so many different like Sabo. In the Revolutionary Army, you got... Ooh, I don't know if that's a spoiler or not, but whatever. He's in games, so I don't care if I'm saying... Oh, yeah, that. no, he's, he's out. Yeah, like, Sabo's in games. But that's my point. Like, there's so much... 
room to explore in some of these other stories where the Promised Neverlands and the Demon Slayers, they're great, but they're just capped at a certain limit. Yeah, exactly. And then they are capped. It's, it's, it, but cap, being capped isn't a negative. Because I could see spinoffs of Demon Slayer, but I couldn't see Demon Slayer itself. It wouldn't... And the being, reason why, to me, you know, the reason why Demon Slayer spinoff wouldn't work is because we've seen all the villains that they've introduced fight and something happened to them. Yep. It's like if they were to do a Shinobu series before the events of Demon Slayer, who does she fight? Yeah, what's a important? A bunch of nobodies? Like, what's imp- like you, you know Muzan was around for 100 years, but what would be the point of a show? The only one I could see is the... Is the first guy, but we know how that ends. Muzan lives. Yeah, and like that's the thing. Like you would, we wouldn't be able to set up any yeah. kind of shit from that past hundred years because Muzan's always gonna win. You're not gonna get a conclusion to that show. It's just like a prequel to uh, the show's gonna end with like, oh, Tender was born. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it, it won't do anything for the work, series. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. So look, we don't know if it like this is still not a hundred percent confirmed, but just from. Everything, the leaks that we've been seeing, and just and Shonen Jump's been teasing it. Like I, I, I find that super weird how, that how they would tease it this early. But that's like Promise Neverland. They teased it super early with that too. Why are they fucking with us? I feel like they fucking with us to be like, no, no, and make us go, and they're gonna give us another like 20, 30 chapters of each because Promise Neverland's still going, correct? It's winding down. But they literally announced it how many chapters ago? I want to say at least ten, twenty. Yeah. I'd say. I remember we had we talked about this news but earlier it was a this year, bunch of episodes ago. I'd say earlier this year. It was around the time when the manga, I mean, the anime season was ending. Maybe a little bit before that. Yeah, so we've had a lot of time knowing that that. That's what I'm saying. We get a, like, like you said, it, like we talked about this off air. We're at chapter 182. Mm-hmm. I think we get to 200, at least 230. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get to 300 or two, even fit past 250. But I hope we at least get to the upper, the, the like you know around like before 250, but after 200. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. All right, let's. That's all the news we have for today. Sorry for everybody who was the spoiler listener crew uh, who wanted to listen, who wanted to move past it. Sorry we took so long. Now we're getting into the questions for the week that you guys sent in. Well, our first question is: What are some of our favorite openings? This is a dope question because me and Chris have all we've gotten asked this before, but we always. We're like, oh, we'll talk about it later. We're talking about our favorite openings today, Chris. What are some of yours? Because I know you have a playlist on Spotify with some of Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. But let's start with the one I could name off the top of my dome, Smile Bomb. Ooh, that's a great one. Everybody knew it was coming. It is classic, too. As soon as y'all heard the question, y'all could be like, Chris is going to say Smile Bomb first. You know it. You know what time it is with me. Nick, that's like, I love the English dub version of that song, but uh, recent me is growing to love the Japanese original, Ooh, okay. uh, the original dub to that song because it's amazing. Like I didn't grow up on it, but it hits hard. A lot of niggas was talking shit. I saw niggas talking shit on the uh, English English smile uh, smile bomb. I was like, watch your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Watch watch it. But then I was like, what's so great about the Japanese version that they try to shit on the English version about? So then I go listen to it. And I'm like, this is hella good. I'm not gonna say it's better than the one I grew up on because you know nostalgia and plus it was I, I believe the the vocalist sang very well. You know what I'm saying? But I've come around to liking both versions. Some some English fucking uh, I can't do English dubs. Like not saying this is one of my favorite ones, but you know the Dragon Ball Super uh, theme song. Mm-hmm. You heard the Japanese version, then they tried to do the English dub version of the Didn't song. Didn't like it. I, I don't like when they do English dub versions of songs. Just put the original songs. So you, we don't need to listen to the theme. I, I, I speak for every Naruto fucking fan when I say niggas be singing along to that shit, not knowing what the fuck they're saying. Oh, at big all. facts. We no, don't need well, an English dub version. My favorite opening from naruto and one of my favorite openings of all time bluebird love it 
Facts. Like, Bluebird is amazing. That's my every time it comes on, I'm like, yes. yes. I even put it as an opener for the pod for a little bit. So Bluebird And that's what you kind of put me on that with the opening for the pod. I was listening to that and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I remember whenever I uh, put it on my little playlist, because I got the Weed Radio playlist plug, you know what I'm saying? Whenever I originally put it on there, I was listening through soundtracks to see what songs to add to the playlist. And when I heard that one, I was like, where is this from? I was like, I know I heard this before. And you know what I'm saying? Like, there were certain Naruto um, intros that I skipped. Like, certain ones never got skipped. Like, uh, I'm about to mention one of my favorites, but... Certain ones never get uh, skipped. That one was one that got skipped for me until yeah. you put me on it. And I was like, this low-key a banger. Yeah. And that shit. shit hit. And then the sha-la-la. That's another good one. That's, that's not always, a Yeah, that's, that's not a skippable one. Like, that one's one that sometimes I'll skip it, but usually I'll, like, sometimes I'll let it rock. You know what I'm saying? Because that one, it's, just, it's a feel-good kind of song. Like, in it's emotional. Of, in terms of, like, the long-running series, Naruto, I think, out of all the long-running series, has the best openers. Yeah, if we had and to... Sorry, pin- One Piece fans. I already gave y'all the best Shonen of all time. I'm not giving y'all I'm best openers. Y'all's this openers is, are uh, kind of trash. This is... Yeah, One Piece openings, English and Japanese are mid to But me. I do have some, after you give yours, I can give some One Piece openers that and I do fuck I, with. I gotta do... Give it to Bleach. I feel like they're number two right under Naruto. Mm, you're but right. Another Naruto opening... Distance long shot party, you know what I'm saying? Like, you wow. are my friend. Yeah. Oh, uh, fun fact I've never said this to any, like, I haven't tweeted this. Like, I don't think I've tweeted this. I don't think I've told people about this. But uh, 2015, I want to say, I dropped the Tsunami, a uh, sequel to my Tsunami mix. You sampled that? No, that's the thing. Yo, you should sample that for whatever anime Bro, project you do. This next. is like a, I, I dropped this as like an Easter egg. I don't know how many people know this, but you know, I dropped. Uh, Toonami the second the sequel on live mixtapes as well as on Spotify. The first one was on live mixtapes, right? Mm-hmm. But when the second one was on live mixtapes, that's on the come down of live mixtapes' popularity. So you know, I uploaded it there just because the first one was uploaded there. But SoundCloud was booming at that point. So on SoundCloud, I had an exclusive version of uh, I don't know what song it was. It was either my Ten Tails song where we sampled one of the iconic Naruto openings uh, from Shippuden, and uh. I had another song called Madara Uchiha, which was like the first Naruto song I ever did in like 2000. It was forever ago. But I, for the live mixtape version, I tagged on a remix of uh, You Are My Friend. You Yo, know what I'm saying? You should, you should, re- you should redo see, something with that or do something. The, the fucked up part about it is the I did like a, a piano version of it. Like I didn't even sample it. Really? Like I, I literally, I watched somebody cover it on piano and I remade my own beat as far as on a piano. And I made my own little trap shit around that. But I sang and I sang. I was singing like uh, it was fucking karaoke. Yo, so like that's, that's why I never really told nobody about it. But that's an Easter egg I was hoping people would know. Like uh, uh, not people would know, but have noticed. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I just gotta throw that out there. Cause I never said that before. But that's one of my yo. My you goats. are my friend. Is the shit never once got skipped. Yeah, no, that shit's solid. The cheat. I'd say this Naruto, the original series, had probably more bangers than Shippuden. Man, shout out to my bro Malik that I work with. You know what I'm saying? My boy, I know he listening. He listening right now, but he. Me and him had that argument the other day. We were like, which one has the better openings, Naruto or Naruto Shippuden? And I was like, Shippuden might have it. And he was like, shut up. Like, you know what I'm saying? It might be Naruto. Like, I might agree with him. And then he, he made me sit down and go through all the Naruto original. None of like, them were okay. like really bad. Like, Shippuden had some bad ones. Naruto and Shippuden, they probably had like the least amount of mid and trash. Like, damn near, if, if a Naruto theme song's on, it's a slapper, bro. It's hitting. So what's some more of yours that you got? Naruto? No, no, just in general. Uh, Bleach opening one. The um, wait no. Oh, uh, we were singing it earlier. Fuck. Um, now that we're on the spot, we forget. Was it? Is it that one? 
I, I couldn't think of the name for it, but uh, because you didn't, you said it on the Spotify playlist and only had the Japanese uh, the yeah the uh the kanji. I yeah. cannot read that shit at all. Um, I knew it was kanji. <laughs> I know oh, they got three uh, different. You know what I'm saying? The not the Naruto shit stuck in my head, but I'll get the Bleach opening. But the first Bleach opening is freaking amazing, bro. The way that bitch come on. Wait, no, I, you know what I was singing? I was singing the Naruto song. I forget what uh, song that is, but hey, we could throw that one in for the Naruto one. Uh. I forget what it was called. I had to. I got this playlist up for no reason. The freaking I'm let, I'm trying to find the uh, title for the Bleach opening, but I'm gonna get it. Oh, you? go go by flow. That's the one I think I was singing. The um, go by flow. That's the Naruto. The, we are the Yeah, bro, that is iconic. Like the guitars on that, the vocals yeah. on that. That song just takes me back to a good time in life. And I wasn't even on Bleach when it dropped. Just this song has a vibe of like early 2000s to me like it hits so hard like every time i hear this song i'm like the little meme where you cut the volume yeah. past 10 you feel me i'm breaking the knob that's a great one i always go back to tank um couple bebop though oh yeah great that's un uh unarguably like Shampoo's that's top opener. three if not number one shampoo as well great both uh, of, when you talk about anime openings you can't not mention shampoo uh or bebop because both of those openings are top five undeniable like you can't it's just is it has to be in the top. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I got uh the one piece dress Rosa uh, uh uh intro. This is probably one of my favorite one piece openers. Hard knock days. Mm-hmm. The oh, 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 oh. that shit's hard. I mm-hmm. got hope. That shit's hard. Those are my two favorite one piece openers. I'm trying to think. Uh, I like the full metal full metal alchemist opener. It's not one of my favorites, but it's up there. I, Tokyo Ghoul has a great opener. Yes, I, I don't even watch Tokyo Ghoul, and I love the Tokyo Ghoul opening. Yeah, well, I watched the first season, but I didn't watch the second season. Season one Tokyo Ghoul opener, amazing. Anything, um, and this is just from me noting, like you know, what I'm saying that Naruto, a lot of Naruto uh, themes were made by uh, Asian Kung Fu Generation. Anything they did was a slapper. I think they. Do you put the Demon Slayer opening in there? Yes, I'm surprised I didn't say that first. Well, that's why I was waiting to get Grins? to the, to the, to the new gen. <laughs> Cause I like the Fire Force opener a lot, even though you didn't like it. It I, was I like the new one. The first, uh, uh-uh, uh, the first one was a slapper. I, I I gotta go back and listen to it because it never it didn't impress me. Yo, that was my shit. And you know, then, I didn't even like the Doctor Stone one, but I didn't dislike. it. No, I didn't fuck with the Doctor Stone one. The best new gen opener to me is Vinland Saga. I feel like that's only number two to Garange by Lisa, the Yo, Demon Slayer. Because, bro, when I tell you I watched that that lady sing that live, you know what I'm saying? Like, I watched oh. her perform it live just because the song hit that hard to me. My bro Slick, shout out my bro Slick, he sampled that for his song Demon's Lair, you know what I'm saying? And that's one of my favorite rap songs of the year just because he sampled it. And him sampling it made me go back and listen to it more by itself to where now I'm like, I'm jamming that shit. Like, it's at the top of my playlist, so I always click it when I'm throwing it on shuffle, See, I start with that one. That's how I am with Vinland. So I, I will play that opener in my car on the way to work. Like, that is my shit. And I it feel you on that one. That's a like, hit, too. Panic at the Disco type rock. Like, it brings me back to, like, that the middle school rock days. It gives you that vibe. I think you put me on that one, too. Like, that one's my... I feel like that's my number two of the year, for sure. And the, prom, the Promise Neverland opener is pretty damn good with that sax. I See, I forgot about it. It's forgot hard. about that one. Easily. I'm not saying it's easily forgettable, but I forgot about it easily. What are some... I know you had some from My Hero. Um... Peace sign, I want to say it's called peace yeah. sign, bro. That one, that one is one. Uh, I listen to it 
I caught that one after the season. Like I didn't really catch that one during the season, but whenever I was like weeding through, um, matter of fact, after I did my song Plus Ultra, you know what I'm saying? Like I was just weeding through samples. I was just making a bunch of uh, beats with my hero samples because my hero, uh, you know, say or you say run. I always say you know say, but you say run is one of the most iconic songs. Like I don't think it was an opening, but it was like a my hero theme. It's like the my hero theme. And uh, hearing that, and that had me so ecstatic. Oh, I listened to plus, oh, that's the yeah the plus yeah. ultra like. Okay. But I went listen to like that's the one that kind of drew me into the soundtracks because I'm a big fan of my hero. But until it's, I did plus ultra, I didn't really give a fuck about that. And soundtrack. its openers were kind of weak. Like it only has like no, one. The or only two. one I fuck with is peace sign. Yeah, my hero to say or peace symbol a, to say it's such a great anime. Its openers are pretty weak. Yeah, to say this big three, it don't got no goddamn big three openings because yeah. every big Bleach, three opening. Well, no, even, One Piece is the weakest, but I mean, One Piece has some good ones. One Piece is the weakest, but it has notable like, like I remember we are like I know that shit by heart. Like yeah. when you binge watch now, uh, when you binge watch One Piece, like them shits gonna get stuck in your head. Like the boom, like when I, I was binge watching uh One Piece, uh, I think that was around the Frankie arc when the Bon Voyage was happening, mm. Bruh, I was like watching that shit. For like at least ten hours straight because I had to get through that whole Water Seven arc. That's how I felt when that week I watched Dress Rosa with Hard Knock Days. That shit was stuck in my head for Bro, forever. And I hate it. Like I hate that song. Like not that one, but I hate the uh, the Bon Voyage. Yeah. Especially the English dub because you know I was watching English dub. <laughs> Bro, that English dub version of Bon Voyage makes me want to just fucking rip my eardrums out. Like that shit's so annoying. It's not. Let me not say it's trash. It's just annoying. Any others that you can think of? Hunter Hunter, do you fuck with that opening? It was cool, but it's not noteworthy, I don't think. I'm trying to think of some other noteworthy. There are some other ones that I know I'm uh, forgetting. Like, yeah, I know you some. And look, if you're Inu out Yasha there. Yasha had more iconic endings than opening. If you're out there and you're listening to this and you think, oh, Leonard and Chris, how didn't y'all say this or this? Comment in the SoundCloud. Oh. Give us some comments and put it in there. We want to know what you think in the comments. Or you can put it on the Apple uh, comments, or you can tweet at us at ChrisSJE or LinBWT. Yes, we want to start the conversation. Let us know what you think are the best openers mm-hmm. in anime. And I, I forgot to mention Black uh, Black Rover by Black from Black Clover. I like that one. Okay. I like that one a lot. That Death Note opener. It's cool, but it's nothing to rave about. I, I do like it, but I wouldn't jam that shit. Like yeah. I wouldn't jam it. No, like it, sure. it built the intensity for Death Note. I feel like it fit perfectly, but I would never just go fucking listen to that shit. I feel you on that. All right, let's jump to our final question of the day. Who are the best duos in anime? Ooh. Best duos, man. That's a hard one because we were talking about this kind of off uh, off air. Like, we got they got a lot of gangs, like a lot of groups. But as far as duos, that I feel like we got to make a disclaimer to be like only certain duos and groups can count if they yeah. really stood out. Like, you can't say... For example... With Yu-Gi-Oh, I think Joey Wheeler and Yugi are good. They're a duo. Yeah, because Tristan was just there. And the girl, I, I don't know her name. Mm-hmm. She didn't really do anything. Taya Gardner, she wasn't hitting on shit. She was more important in the manga, and even then, she was just there for fan service. And mostly. even, look, if we go to Pokemon, Ash and Pikachu are a duo. Yeah, Ash and Pikachu are possibly <laughs> one of the strongest running duos of all time, bro. Big facts. Any? Uh, do you consider Goku and Vegeta a duo? I kind of do. I kind of do consider Goku and Vegeta a Look, duo. Look, I'm going to give you a better one. If we want to say a Dragon Ball Z duo, instead of Goku and Vegeta, I'm going to I'm gonna raise it and give you Goten and Trunks. I feel like you were going to say Goten and Trunks. I think that's a better def- a better usage of the definition of duo because Goku and Vegeta are rivals. And the reason why I said them first is because the fact that they fuse and uh. the fact that they get to the point to where they work together is duo. But if you want a more pure form of what a duo is... It's Goten and Trunks. 
yeah, Goten and Trunks, um, I like that duo a lot. I always did, uh, even before they were introduced. Before. I wanted more from that duo. That's how much I liked it. No, I still want more from that duo now. Like, ah, it's so annoying that they nerfed Goten and they nerfed Trunks in GT, and they had a chance to make up for it in Super, and they nerfed them even harder? I'm like, bro, come on, y'all. Come on, Toei. Let, let Toriyama, you know what I'm saying? Or Maybe it's Toriyama. I don't know who to blame, but I'm upset about it. Like, they they were so promising, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But um, I definitely fuck with them because it makes sense being that they're, you know, their dad's sons and it's like they're forced to hang out. You know what I'm saying? It's like that typical, like, I just hang out with this nigga because he's a family friend. Yeah. But they actually are, are really, you know, they, they mesh well because it is Goku and Vegeta's kids. You know what I'm saying? They, they would be best friends. They work really well on par. Gone and Kilowa. Now arguably see, one of the best duos. I was thinking that, but you wouldn't consider. Wait, come on, come on, Chris. We not consider. We not. We not, we, we not consider going and Killua a duo. If we are talking hunter hunter, going and Killua are a cool duo. But and le- that's me underselling it. I want to. I, I want to kind of let you sell it more because since you fuck with them, I do fuck with them. But you know who's my duo? Being a villain guy, mm-hmm. my duo lies within the Phantom Troop. Nobunaga and Uvogin. All right, that's a great duo. That's my duo, because, bro, them boys was brothers. Like, the, seeing how hard Nobunaga rolled for Uvo, like, Uvo, when he he just, he had that just inkling that going and Killua knew the chain user. So they, he's sitting there like, look, nigga, I will fucking murder y'all. Like, I but don't see, care how old y'all are. that same fact that you said about that, I feel f- rides the same with going and Killua. You're right. You are. It's probably just me like, being a villain guy. Gone, gone would kill for Killua, and Killua would, would damn sure kill for Gone. And Gone definitely helped Killua grow exponentially. And Killua helped Gone grow after that, after the kite shit. You're right. Like, without. They, they both are each other's, like, I'm not saying crunch. Gone, I mean, Killua saved Gone's life. Bro, but Gone saved Killua's life as but, well. But it's both. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, they, that's why they're such a good duo. They are perfect. Because if anybody fits like a glove, like. I always make jokes about them being gay. I don't think they really are. It's no, their they're kids. kids. They're, they're, they're best friends. They're and hey, I ain't gonna lie. Little kids are the gayest motherfuckers of all time. Not to be, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, they're so realistic because kids, like when you are a kid, right? You mm-hmm. get your best friend and you like ride or die for him. You're not even into girls yet. These niggas are clearly not hitting puberty. Like you can see how Gorn reacts with the females. But what I'm saying is like usually you're all in with your best friends. Like literally that's all you think about is like, what do I mean my best friend gonna get into today when you're that age? And they fit each other like so perfectly, like two hands cupping together. They're the yin and yang, man. They literally they pick up for each other. Like I can, and this is backtracking from, but I could clearly see them being life partners. Like not not gay, yeah. but like what I'm saying is like these niggas are not going anywhere. Not that there would be anything. And look, not, not saying nothing wrong yeah, with that. There's nothing wrong with that. We're, I'm just saying I, I like to get the jokes off, but no, like no. a lot of the times, you know what I'm saying. I, I will say that they they should be like I feel like they are life partners and it gets misconstrued as that because I get the jokes off but I feel like these niggas are literally blood brothers at this point yeah they are like past friends like these people are like two beings that have fused into one you know what I'm saying and you don't just lose of, that bond and speaking of brothers the Elric brothers they're a great duo oh yeah and I'm not gonna lie that uh is one of the main things I liked about uh Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, just seeing that relationship. I know you got one. I don't want to say it, but it's from one of your favorite uh, manga slash anime, one that you're trying to put me on. The creator of Fire Force also made. The- oh, Soul Eater? Yeah, Soul and Maka. So I, I hated Soul and Maka. Oh, well, you could have used any other Black Star and his his partner. I do like Soul. I disliked Maka, but I respected her. But Black Soul and Subaki loved them because they were perfect for each other. Like they balanced each other out. Black Star being the loud, obnoxious, crazy nigga, and her being the calm, cool, shy, 
uh, I also loved uh, Death the Kid and his and uh, was it Lisa and Anne or Amy? But see, that's like a trio. Ah, you're right. That is a trio. But the sisters themselves is a duo, but you're right. That is a trio. But I, I could go with Black Star and Tubaka just because they were polar opposites. And they but fit you got to admit, even though you don't like Soul and Maka, they're, they're still a... They are a good team. But I, to be honest with you, I didn't like Maka that much. And I didn't I didn't even really like Soul that much. Really? To say he was the main character. I like. Let me not say that because I don't want people to think I don't like... like Soul is one of my favorite anime. Uh, but you like other people I mean, in the main too. Yeah, I love other people, and I'm I'm always with that guy who goes for the side characters. But Soul was cool, and Maka was cool, and I did like seeing them on the screen. But they were far from my favorite characters. Like Gon and Killua are far from my favorite characters. Of well, Killua's up there. Let me shout out to our boy Hastic because he's big into the etchy love, and he always hey. talks about Sword Art Online. Kirito and Asuna. I know me and Chris aren't big Sword Art guys, but Kirito and Asuna are, are a duo, man. They're they are. A we can big say. Duo. Uh, can we can we say Bakugo and Kirishima or Kirishima? Cause them boys is like they like they clicked up. I'll let you rock with that. Just one. I feel like they best friends in the in the in the in the class. And to me, that was out one of, of the things that stood out to me. Out of anybody in the class, they're the most duo-y because Deku had. Uh, De- I feel me, like they're the bros. I feel like they're like the best friends in there. To me, Deku and Ida are friends, but I also like Deku and Todoroki's relationship. Just, I feel like Deku look up to Ida. He's like the big homie. But Ida also looks up to him due to how strong ah, he is now. You are right. You are like, right. Deku and Ida have like best friend relationship, but it, I, that's one of the things I want more with Ida explored as we continue My Hero because I feel like that relationship kind of got pushed to the back burner and it's more Deku and Todoroki at this point. Facts. But I got another good one from Cowboy Bebop, Ed Nine, the dog and uh, Ed. Man, you could... Well... That's the best... Out of that show, that's the best That duo. is. I, I do like... Uh, Spike uh, and Jet. I like Spike and Jet's dynamic, but I don't think they're a duo. That's why I don't want to say it. But I, that's I, why, I, I that's love why I their dynamic. With, like that's why di- I went with Ed and Ayn. Uh, from Trigon, I like Vash and Wolfwood. Vash and Wolfwood? Or you could say Millie and uh, the, the two insurance girls in Trigon. That's a duo. Fucking right. Millie and I forget. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, I'm Millie Thompson, and I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm blanking. Meryl. Yes, there we go. Hey, Meryl being, and Millie. Being a new uh a new fan of well not a new fan, but I I having a new awakening uh with Samurai Champloo because I didn't see that since I was a kid. Jenny Mugen? Jenny Mugen, bro. I love seeing that. Because they're in a are trio. They, are, are they rivals? They're kind of like they 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 gotta respect for each other. They do, but they I don't always, know if they I... want to fight at the, the to me they they go in that vein of Bakugo Deku. They remind me more of, of Zoro and Sanji. But I, I feel like Zoro and Sanji is my, one of my favorite. I, I kind of consider them a duo, even though it's a butthead mm-hmm. rivalry. More than more than Luffy, more than Luffy Zoro. More than Luffy Zoro because there, Luffy Zoro is a duo, but it's more like a Luffy is the All Might and uh, Zoro is the sidekick. Not saying that because Zoro's that nigga, but Zoro is but just Luffy's like the captain. Zoro's first in command. I, I, I think it. they look, they respect each other as equals, but I don't think they look at each other as equals. I think that like not saying I think fucking Zoro and Sanji do, but they're like more rivals. They're more like a parallel, if that makes sense. They're more like if I were to group anybody together, grouping Zoro and Luffy would be because of Zoro. And I would have to I would have to group Luffy with everybody individually that way because Luffy just has that relationship with everybody. True. But amongst the crew, I feel like I I like seeing, you know, the girls buddy buddy. It's it's Nami and uh 
Nami and Robin link up a lot of the times. Then Usopp and uh, Chopper used to link up a lot pre time skip. Like they were a duo. The for week, a well, it was the weak trio. Yeah, it was really the weak trio because uh, you know Nami, Nami was in there. Yeah, Nami was in there. But a lot of times it would be Nami see, on her own, and you would see more of uh, Usopp and Chopper so like the link Luffy-Zoro up. Luffy Zoro relationship. I think Zoro. I don't know if Zoro. I don't believe in my head canon that Zoro thinks he's less strong than Luffy. But Zoro respects him as a captain and expects Luffy to fight the strongest person. Like I don't think, like I don't think Zoro in, thinks if they fought a one on one he would lose. But at the same token, Zoro expects Luffy to be, if not as strong as him, stronger because he's the captain and he expects Luffy to move a certain way. That's why when the Usopp thing happened, Luke, Zoro was like, "Look, dog." You're our captain. You gotta move. You gotta move better than this. Yeah, and I ain't gonna lie. Zoro is the best to have second in charge. Like for for that kind of situation, for him to just be like, because Luffy's a, a little hot headed. He's a little uh, all over the place. So it's good to have Zoro kind of ground him. See, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think One Piece has any duos. It. Do, I don't think it has any that you could literally call a duo without calling all of them duos. The only duo in One Piece that's the real is Helmeppo and Kobe. Uh, Helmepo and Kobe hey, That's a fucking we, duo Why we didn't think of that They've been a duo since day one Yo, There's no change That's in that. a fucking duo I'm trying to think of Is there any more Awesome uh, etchy shit No it's just It's just Helmepo and Kobe That's the only Oh yeah no that's, It's just them That I could, that I could think or, of Or I mean of course they have Well no Hachi and the mermaid Also have the little starfish homie Yeah for sure I love him He's one of my favorites Yeah He's but, fucking uh, hilarious I gotta throw in another etch- It's not really etchy But it's comedy I gotta throw another comedy one out there But uh Panty and Stocking, like from Panty and Stocking with Garterbelt, hilarious show. Like if y'all if y'all never seen Panty and Stocking with Garterbelt, I don't know if it's on Adult Swim or Netflix, but that shit. When I first watched it, I thought it was gonna be weird and throw it off and etchy, but what you on think some about comedy shit? What you think about Kagome and Inuyasha? Nah, I would consider because they was more of a couple the, okay. from from day one. They was couple. That was like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that Naruto would be like what Sasuke, about what about you, Natsu and fucking Lucy at that point? No, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Fuck that. Naruto Sasuke. Nah, because these niggas spent too much time apart, and Sasuke did not even want to fuck with that nigga at all. Rivals and, and they were friends. in the they were in the trio with uh, you know what I'm saying? I got one for you, Nicholas and Warwick, gangster. Ah, that's a duo. That's a dynamic duo. Yeah, you could consider them a trio because of the new to the because of the girl, but there was a nah. duo before that. <laughs> yeah, there was fact. a duo forever. Like yeah. the niggas are just, and they are a power duo. Yes, they are. That's like, man, bro, you gonna make me go back and rewatch Gangster because I ain't seen that shit in a minute. I wish they had another fucking season. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Me too, but the season they gave us was hella good. Oh, it was hard. Like, I'm the season they gave us was iconic. I'm trying to think if there's any more. I mean, there's the Tiger and Bunny thing, but we don't watch that. Hey, I was about to say that as a joke earlier. I was about to say, you know, I think Tiger and Bunny. Then I was about to be like, ha, oh, psych. I got a fairy tale one. Not too unhappy. Yeah, not too unhappy for sure. Uh, Would you say Krillin and Goku? I would say Krillin and Goku. Krillin and Goku. Tien and, what, Tien and Chaozu. They ain't best. Then but more, that's a that's a more realistic duo than that is definitely more realistic, especially more realistic than like Goku and Vegeta, which uh, that it, could be considered a duo. But if we are considering Goku to be like his best duo is him and uh Krillin. Yeah. They were best friends since the jump and like seeing all the callbacks, like uh at the end of what what was it? Was it Z or was it I think it was the end of Z. It was I, I don't think it was GT, but you see that that montage of him 
at Ro- on Roshi's Island fighting. I think that's Z, yeah. I think that is Z. But you see them fight and it kind of wraps it up and it kind of just is a callback to their relationship in Dragon Ball, which was intense. Like when you look at Dragon Ball, their relationship is undeniable. Now, they're best okay, friends forever. Wanna, okay, if we're talking not Z, if we're talking Dragon Ball, then yes, I give you Krillin and, Krillin and Goku. But it spills over into Z. It does, but it's just not as... And it comes profound. back in Super. It's not as profound in Z or Super. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Because, they don't stand as a duo. Because I feel like they're Goku, always best once friends. Goku gets married and has kids, it's more we're not a duo anymore. We're just friends. Yeah, for sure. But that's why I say Chao Tzu and Tien. And look, I got an even better one. Android eighteen and seventeen. <laughs> fucking duo. Uh, well. That's were, a duo. They were with 16, nah, though. Nah, but like, think about future trunks. Like, 16 Yeah, in that timeline. In that timeline. Like, 16, that. 16 not in there. Do you say Yusuke and Kurobara? I wonder if people people were thinking about that. I Like, I'm looking at, at a list of them. And I'm skipping I'd, over the ones I don't fuck with. I prefer And they do and, put Yusuke and Kurobara there. I, I prefer what we talk about off-air. He and Kurama. Especially I, I since do you, agree. Especially since we talked about the OVA, how they knew each other before the... Uh, and plus, they were in a trio with that ugly dude, Genki, or whatever but his name him, is. But they knew him before Genki. And he got the fuck up out of there quickly. Yeah. Expeditiously, he got the fuck up out of there. I don't know if I said Wolfwood and Vash. Yeah, you, but you I, definitely but I, pref- but I prefer Meryl and uh, Millie. What word? I, th- I think that's it. Ah! I can't think of any more, really. I had one, but nah. Let's not go to Yu Yu Hakusho once. Ah, wait. Digimon. Daisuke and Vimon. Oh, all, all, all the Digi, yeah. I, the out Digi of all of them, though, there. like... I always say Daisuke, but it's uh, Davis from the English dub and uh, Vimon. I like them way more than Ty uh, and Agumon. And that's that's saying a lot because Ty and Agumon are super uh, emotional. I got you a Naruto one. Hidan and Kakuzo. Hidan and Kakuzo are definitely a badass duo. That's for a sure. bad, like in terms of the, uh, the uh, Akatsuki pairing. I got another one. Who? Kakashi and my guy. Oh, are those rivals? They're best friends to me. They're like, to me, they are best friends. <laughs> I like they are, that one. They are like brothers to me. I and like you can say one. that about like Kakashi and Obito beforehand, but nah, like Pain, Kakashi. Pain and Conan. Nagato and Conan. Because mm. they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. They're friend, they're just, yeah, that's different. That's, yeah. A, that's a different story. Um, Itachi Kasame was a strong duo, but they were never like... Itachi was on his own. Look, if if we're just judging from when Itachi and Kasami first struck down in the Lee Village in hell, oh yeah, yeah one of the most iconic <laughs> duos. Like, yeah. bro, whenever you look at any Akatsuki picture, that's you know what I'm saying. Like a lot of the time, like you type Akatsuki on Google, you will see a picture of them two together. No, I'm with you on that. I'm trying to see if if we got any more to mention because like I'm just running through like my brain. Do you say Genos in uh? Saitama? I don't, but that's just because I don't fuck with Genos. Yeah, to me, Genos and Saitama, Genos sees him as like a master. And For like, sure. we're not talking master apprentice levels. Um, I would say Team Rocket, but that's a trio. Oh, that's definitely a trio. You can't forget my, uh, uh, call it. Meowth, essential yeah. part. I got another Roy Mustang and Hawkeye. I loved, I can't believe I, but no, they're like a couple. They're like a couple. I'm not she to the loves point. Him. I'm and not he, to the point yet where they start acting like a couple. They do seem like they move as a duo. But they they do like see the thing is they when it's when they're at work they move like a duo but they love each other. Yeah. Like they they want to be a couple but they're still a duo. Hmm. So I'm 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 considering that a duo because just the circumstances surrounding that. Oh, Migi and uh, Shinichi. Ah, Great you duo. are right. Oh my God, why did I not think of that? That is like one of the That's best. That's a great duo. Oh shit! 
Naruto say, Kurama. I thought you might say Light and Ryuk. No, well, they're, Light, <laughs> they're, they're I mean, I that's love a them. that's a duo. If we're going to Shinichi, uh, Light and Ryuk and Naruto Kurama, they had such a fun uh, dynamic. All three of those, like, uh, I even like Killer B and Octopops more than I maybe. I, they're more of a real yeah because like, Naruto and Karama were beefing until but they the end. you saw them grow yeah and they they are a duo because that's where you see Naruto get all his power like literally Karama took over Naruto for a point in time no like, that's true the thing is they were always a duo but seeing them go from being like uh, enemies or not enemies but not fucking with each other to you know you saw how they grew like they love each other like you could tell uh, Karama has a respect for Naruto and it's deeper than just the fact that. Uh, you know, he's the son of, uh, I'm having a blank on the mom's name. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Mich- Minato. 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 What's, the, what's Minato. the mom's name? Oh, um, shit. That's what I was thinking of. It starts with a K. Karishina or something? I don't fucking Karina know. Karina Uzumaki? It's something Uzumaki. I forget her name. Because Naruto took after her name. You can tell he respects and loves Naruto uh, at a certain point in the series. They do make a dynamic duo. No, I'm with you on that word. That's enough duo. We mentioned damn near freaking all of them. All of them that I feel matter. Yeah, for sure. Let's jump into the review. Let's start with Fire Force because we only have three shows to review or three episodes really to review. <sighs> I miss a day when we because would review Demon Slayer. It feels it feels weird not having Demon Slayer to review. It does. I'm not going to lie to you. And then My Hero only having one episode kind of messes me up. Uh, when you going to start watching Radiant because it's getting it's getting hot. Is it it's on? Yes. It's starting already? Yes. I didn't even hear nobody start talking about that shit. It's deep. It's 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 hitting the points where I'm talking. Into about. season two, how many episodes are we? We got like six. Into season two, six. Well, Funimation has four dubbed, and they have. So you telling me season two started already, and it's at season. It's at episode six. I watched them the other five. All right, I'm gonna make a promise to to not only you but the listeners. Uh, by next, and I don't know if we're gonna cover them all next episode. But no, we're gonna episode, talk about it. I will be caught up on Vinland because I'm, I've been watching Vinland and Spurts. Uh, but so we'll, I, I will be caught up on Vinland and I will be caught up on Radiant next so we episode talk we'll them. talk about Vinland and Radiant dope also let me tell the people out there before we get started Funimation No Guns Life I know people were kind of it was started off slow jump on No Guns Life now it is hitting I actually like the English dub a lot cause I've been on Funimation watching some of the dubs but one show that I want to mention I know we talked about this uh, before and saying that it was coming if you like cop shows and if you like uh, let me see what's a what's a Ghost in the Shell. If you like uh, Psychopaths, if you like cop anime, Special Seven Special Crime Investigation Unit is amazing, and I love the dub. Like it's one that I think is a really good dub, and I think that show's definitely worth people checking out. I'd be looking for some shit to watch on Funimation too. So fire! But let's <laughs> jump to uh, Fire Force episode fifteen, The Blacksmith's Dream. Victor Light is assigned to Companies 8 as its forensic scientist, but he's viewed with suspicion since the assignment came from Hajima. Obi sends Shinra and Arthur to Iris to speak a man named Vulcan about joining as the engineer. They're filling out their team so they don't have to deal with other people. And it comes to find out that Light is a member of Joker's, is Joker's homie, which the audience knew for a while, but it's something that we're seeing like, whoa, he's joining Joker. And then the episode ends with Shinra and all the gang going meet Vulcan. Chris, uh, Chris, what'd you think of them meeting Vulcan? What'd you think of light? What do you think about them expanding the crew? I, I did I, like, um, you kind of predicted this as well, but, uh, Vulcan's one of my new favorites. I love his personality. I love the fact that, um, 
he ain't fucking with the empire or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? I like yeah. the fact that whenever they try to be like, come on, man, be gang. He's like, man, y'all cool. Y'all niggas cool and shit, but... It goes mm. against my personal beliefs. Yeah, he's like, I just can't do it. Everything they tried to combat it with, he was just like, look, bro, I, I do get it. I just, I can't. Like, it's just not my shit. And yep. I, I, I respect him as a character. He's badass with his masks and his tats and his red hair, his yeah, baggy I, clothes. See, in the manga, I didn't know he had, and I know people are going to be like, you didn't see the cover page or something like I just forgot he had red hair. I thought it was mm-hmm. blonde, and I love seeing him animated. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. He's he's uh, instantly one of my new favorite characters. Vulcan's a dope dude. I also like Light because are licked. He reminds me of him and Joker. Remind me of Kabuto and Orochimaru. Damn, how Kabuto infiltrated the Leaf. Licked is in infiltrating uh, the Fire Force. Like it just gives me Orochimaru and Kabuto vibes because they work together. Ooh, another good duo, Orochimaru and Kabuto. Ah, that is a good one. Yep, I but, didn't even think about that. So episode fifteen, it was just a bunch of it was a bunch of exposition getting us to episode sixteen. Anything else from episode fifteen that stuck out to you? Ah, not much. Just the introduction of the guys. Word. What would you rate it out of five? Um, I'd rate it a good four point three because interesting. You giving that one a high one? Well, let me just say four because the next one I'll probably I'll that's, probably rate that's where I'm with. I'm but I, I'll give it a strong four, because first of all, we get to see new waifu, you know what I'm saying? Red hair, waifu, bad villain bitch. She's fucking terrifying. You really get to hear her be terrifying next episode. I don't. I shouldn't have spoken that too early, but you get to see her, and she was like, okay, we get some eye candy besides the fucking old... Everybody was all hype on, what, Maki and Tamaki and shit, and I was and like, then, uh, they cool. Hype, and then hype on uh, the black girl. Ah, uh, didn't even fuck... She didn't even... With she, the hoodie? She Like, she appeared, but she ain't even really... I forget her name. Someone with an M or something. Yeah. She cool, but goddamn it, like I hated her when she first uh, came out. But then, you then started I started to liking fuck, her yeah, a little bit more. Like but she's not like nowhere near as hyped up as because they were like, "Oh, wife of the year, y'all y'all overhyping that boring ass Doctor Stone oh, her girl name's and Nezuko and shit like that or whoever the fuck they were talking about." They're like, "This is best girl," and it's like, "No, it's not." Yo, Nezuko's still best girl. Nezuko's best girl of the year. Or Emma. Emma's up there too. Emma and Nezuko. We, I can't wait because like, bro, I was thinking about this the other day, and this is a little tangent, but like. The anime awards, anime talk awards are coming soon. And I feel like I got me a a best girl of the year and a waifu of the year in my own mind. And it's a hard, 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 hard competition. Not so hard as for best girl because it's honestly a tie between Emma and... But we got so many good girl characters this year. Yeah, we did. It was a good year for the ladies in anime. I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm so glad anime is taking a turn from uh, Naruto's Naruto's mangaka literally saying he sucks at writing women. It's it's not his shit. I want to see, and that's due to we're having more female mangaka. I want to see more female protagonists, like main characters, like Revy. Like, to me, Revy's the only, and Akame from Akame got killed, but they still had Tatsumi, who was kind of the main character. And I know Kill a Kill had a good one, but I want to see more of that in anime going For sure. But episode 16, We Are Family. Vulcan teaches you a lesson in the importance of forging things that cannot be broken in his hope to create similarly unbreakable family ties. Sensing a threat to Vulcan, the members of Company 8 take position to keep him safe. Uh, we see... I'm trying to remember this na- guy's name. What is his name? It start, uh, is it Giancarlo? What the hell is his name, uh, Chrissa? The, the, little, the uh, little motherfucker? Oh, no, Giovanni. Giovanni. Oh, the Birdman. Yeah, I, G- I just call him Birdman. Giovanni and the cloaked, uh, the evangelists end up going there. They're trying to get the key for a Materatsu from uh, Vulcan. They're trying to get that power because it's the same power as Shinra. It's an Idola burst. And we find we're starting to learn what an Idola burst is. We're starting to learn how it's the chosen flame, how it can give life and as well as death. 
Shinra has this really great power. So they're trying to get the keys to the uh, built one. And we find out that Vulcan's family built on Madarasu with powers the uh, city. We then see Shinra getting attacked by Vulcan. Vulcan's trying to capture him for the Evangelist. We see Arthur fighting the other two dudes at once Shinra gets knocked out. And well, he, did he get knocked out or did he fly away? Uh, I, I think he, got, he knocked got knocked out. Yeah, he got knocked out. Okay. And then we see Arthur having a funny moment where he thinks he's a knight. They take away his his idea of himself and then he loses some of his power. He can't handle the, the uh, evangelist right now. And it seems like uh, Giovanni's going to win because he goes and he's searching for the key to the Amaterasu after uh, after Vulcan's family member, the girl with the, the wife who with the red hair kind of betrays him. She was working for Giovanni. And then we see the episode in with Vulcan kind of questioning himself in a sense. So it ended on a somber note. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Um, seeing the fact that the girl who I was just like thirsting over become a villain, it was, was like whoa. It was wild, and that's just first of all, it was wild seeing that because that busted my head. Whenever she hit that nigga in the chest, and his little homie was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Damn, what is this bitch doing? This bitch crazy." And uh, you know what I'm saying? Seeing Birdman, you know what I'm saying Giovanni uh do his shit was was crazy. Seeing him do his villain shit, but uh, one of the things that is not as important. But um, one of the things that I, I stood out for me in the episode, Arthur being one of my favorite characters, seeing him do that goofy ass shit with that donkey head and him talking about I need something more swordly and he had like a hammer and shit and they had to make him feel like a knight because he said the only way you gonna get uh, gold Arthur out of me is if, you know what I'm saying, excuse me, I feel like a knight and he's like, I'm not feeling knightly right now. Yeah. Watching that shit was fucking hilarious. I love seeing Arthur and his comic relief because he's just an idiot. But, gotta say, uh, you got me on the dub of Fire Force. It's pretty good. A dub is pretty solid. I don't have too many complaints. It's, it's one about of the better the dubs actors. of the new gen. You I would definitely it. give it that. Like it's, it definitely keeps me in. Like a lot of dubs will pull you out of the experience. That one keeps me in the experience. One hundred percent. What would you rate the newest episode of Fire Force? I'd rate that one a uh, 4.5 just because it's moving along great. You got to see a lot of exposition. Uh, do, do you think at this point where we are in Fire Force, has it your thought of the show maybe four episodes ago when I asked you this similar question, do you think your thought of the show has progressed after seeing the Benny Maru arc and now getting into the Vulcan arc? It's up and down for me. Some 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 uh, episodes I feel like, ah, oh, this is mid. Some episodes I feel like, okay, this is GOAT status. I understand why it's hyped like it is. But like, not saying mid, but like overhyped is what I'm yeah. saying. Like sometimes I'm sitting there like it's overhyped. I'm watching it and I guess I'm watching it with a negative connotation in my head of what Twitter thinks of it. But just seeing how hard people ride or die for, I look at it extra critically and sometimes it hits super fucking hard to me. And sometimes it just doesn't hit as hard, but every episode can't be a heavy hitter. And as long as the story's progressing well and the pacing is uh, right and the Gotta characters... Gotta say, they got good pacing. They do have a uh, good pacing. To me... I, I made a comment earlier about the pacing moving too fast. I think I'm getting more used to how fast the uh, the show is paced. And comparing it to Soul Eater, Soul Eater was paced pretty quickly too for certain parts of the series. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not I'm not mad at it. It's just like I'd have to go. This isn't one of those shows uh, that me personally I usually would watch um, week right to away. week. It's this one is that one you of those let ones. Build. Yeah, I would literally watch the whole first and season see, and wait. I, I think Demon Slayer and Promise Neverland got so much good. This goes back to our conversation earlier, tying everything mm-hmm. together. I'm not saying that Fire Force doesn't have good characterization. I think that Demon Slayer and Promise Neverland had to have 
better characterization earlier because the series is shorter. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, we're building over time because there's stuff I still want to know about Captain Obi and Lieutenant Hinoa that we won't find out for a while because we're still introducing people. Exactly. And see... Uh, that that is a big point. Another big point and that we could have used earlier. You say you don't want to binge it because this is one like Naruto where you want to let it grow. Exactly, I want to let this one grow. And at the same time, with Demon Slayer and uh, Promise Neverland, that shit was like cracked to the point where every single episode, I'm when it ended, I'm fiending for the next one. Yeah. I can't wait to the next. And we're about to talk about my hero. Same thing with this. Every episode, I'm fiending for that next episode. But. When you look at shows like Naruto, when you look at shows like One Piece with certain arcs and the pacing and the there's, episode count. There's some episodes where it's like crack, but then there's others where it's like, oh there's gosh, no way this part. There's no way in hell I ever would have watched Naruto. And I know a bunch of homies that watch Naruto from I did. I was you watched it week by week? For at least Bro. at least when it first started. Ah just but thinking about like, how when it was on Tsunami and it was new every day. I wa- that was when I watched, but when it went off of Toonami, that's when I fell off and let it grow, and now, then see, I got back in it. Naruto was one of those ones, I always tell this story about how I read Naruto up until the Chunin exam arc, and then I just stopped reading it as a kid, and it just it lost interest to me. I saw the uh, the epidemic, the Naruto epidemic hit the next generation, because to me, I was that Dragon Ball generation, and as soon as I got out of high school, or as soon as I hit high school, I was kind of... I want to say, not outgrowing anime, but I kind of had other passions at the time. You was, was hitting puberty and you was trying to get bitch. Yeah, I was trying to have some coitus and I was messing with music at the time heavily and I was just diving into that bag super hard. And I still rocked with anime, but it was certain anime. Like it was it was just the shit that I grew up on, like Cabo Bebop, Yu Yu Hakusho, Dragon Ball. Naruto, to me, I saw people get hype on it and I was like, this is overhyped because I remember up until the Chunin exam, I watched... Uh, Naruto and Tsunami where it was Kid Naruto and I didn't keep up with it every week because I'm sitting there like this is mid this is garbage and that's the thing once it grew and got to where it finally blossomed it became one of those and Fire Force has that potential to once it blossoms it gets to that point because I started Naruto around the whenever it was the pain arc was over about like maybe a year after the pain arc ended is when I started Naruto so I started Naruto and by the time I got to the uh, caught up I was in the moderate arc so I literally binged the fuck out of whole seasons of Naruto in like one night. Naruto and Hunter Hunter are the only two shows that I've literally lost sleep over. Really? And it, th- me saying that is me saying like, it's that good if you watch it consecutively like a movie. And I feel like Fire Force is one of those ones. If I'd have got, because I don't watch them week by week. I watch them like literally the both of the episodes we're going to review the day before we review them because I want to see as much as possible. Yeah. And, and seeing it in those spurts, like whenever... Fire Force was on those breaks where we would just get one episode to review. I was like, ah, well, like, they stretching this shit out. It's not even that great. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not letting it be great because I only get this 20-minute clip in which usually I'd get like an hour and a half, two hours in of binging. I'd be like, okay, I feel like I've gotten uh, enough from that seed, from that, you know. No, I get what you're saying. Like, it just it goes back to your your style of viewing. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like this is one of those ones that it, it, it'll definitely hit harder like As to me, progresses. this is probably one of those ones uh, that I'd love reading the manga to just hurry up and catch up and see what's going on. And because that's Demon what Slayer, I, that's I'm a hundred percent caught up. I that's got why I fast. told you I was like, "Yo, once I got to Fire Force, started reading it, I was like, oh, this hits different.' Yeah, it's for like, sure. I, I'm, I continue half, so I'm continuing learning the story, so it builds and builds and builds instead of having breaks. I'm gonna give that most recent episode a solid four point three. Really, really dope Fire Force episode. Let's jump to My Hero Academia, the final thing we're Woo! reviewing, episode sixty five, Fighting Fate. 
Azuku's mind is swirling with feelings from his work study, so he goes and talks to All Might about it and learns All Might's fate. But before the conversation with All Might, Azuku and Mirio is is walking. They're talking about how they're on the street and now they're their hero. Their their hero persona has to be out there. Uh, Mirio asks uh, Midori his hero name. He tells him Deku, and he's like, "Why'd you choose Deku? Because we know what Deku means in there." But Midori wants to make it his own. He's like, "My hero name is Lamillion, so we have Lamillion uh, and uh, Deku, and they're walking." This little girl, Ari, hits uh, Deku on the side of the street. She starts trembling. Deku grabs her, asking her what's wrong. Then all of a sudden, Shisake, aka Overhaul, walks out, and he's like. That's my daughter. She's she's just being a little disobedient right now. And Muriel's trying to play it off like, oh, yes, sir, we understand, while trying to get Midori to let it go. But Midori's like, keeps asking him questions like, why does she have bandages? Why does she have this and that? She's like, she's clumsy. She fell. And overall keeps making excuses. And he's finally like, why don't y'all walk with me in the alley? And Muriel's like, yo, I got to put my guard up. Like, I don't know what the fuck going on. And then as Overhaul's walking, he makes a gesture to take off his glove to start to use his quirk. And I'm guessing that's a trigger for Ari. And it kind of gives her like PTSD of like when he abused her and tormented her and it made her run. She was like, I'm okay. And Midori's like, I don't know if I believe that. And uh, Overhaul's like, bye. Mirio and uh, Midori go back to Night Eye. They tell him what happens. Night Eye's like, no, bro, just because you want to save her, that doesn't mean you can. We have to plan. We'll take care of this later. You got to have fully planning to attack someone like Chisake. And then Midori constantly thinking about that in his head, but something's off. He ends up having to talk to All Might. All Might tells him how he's going to die, but he can't die until he sees Midori become what he promised his mom. He has to live to teach Midori and to see him become a great hero because at first All Might had accepted his fate, but after meeting Midori and seeing all the different things that helped change his idea what his fate was because Night Eye saw that uh, All Might would die in a fight, but because Midori was there to save him from all for one, he didn't die, and he believes that Midori can help him change his fate. So that was a great conversation to give Midori a boost because All Might told him about the Mirio thing, and it kind of gives clarification like, I could have chose Miro, but I chose you because you're the right guy for the job. Don't ask me why. It's just due to fate. I feel it. It's something that I feel innately in myself that I feel that you're my perfect successor. And he's like, thank you, All Might. That's something that Midori needed to hear to progress forward with Night Eye's agency. Man, I'm not going to lie, bro. This episode, like, whenever you started talking about this episode, right, you, uh, I I realized it was the most recent episode, I completely forgot that we only got one episode. Yeah, we just because got one. we got so much. We got two episodes worth of shit, and one episode is what I feel. As well as the episode ended with Shigaraki telling Overhaul, "Yeah, let's meet. I'm gonna yeah, I'm I'm rock with you, bro." When I tell you this shit has me at the edge of my seat every episode. Ever since the first body of the season was caught, I've been like knee deep into this bitch. Like I've been sitting there, like okay, I, I forgot how good my hero was because it was it was such a break i didn't binge season two and three before watching uh season four i may have watched a watch mojo video saying things to remember before you start season four you know what i'm saying <laughs> just so i'm kind of like okay i'm ready but like watching this i'm like bruh was my hero always this good it boot it boots up to a whole nother level because like it was always this good, but it was a different level of booting now like, they're in now the field they're, now they're in the field they're dealing with real villains and we see how strong this this villain is I know Stain was Midoriya's first true real villain, but in terms of... He wasn't ready for it, low-key. Yeah, and it happened... They beat him by luck. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, this one, it's like, no, you're going to have to, like, 
prepare, be ready. There's different, like, you're going to need other agencies yep. to work with you. Like, this is real. And I think overhaul, we got to see how dead, we, we're starting to see the beginnings of how deadly of a villain is. When he just lifted his glove, he didn't take it off. It showed the trauma that he's caused to this little girl. And it shows, like, her triggers. And it's like, mm -hmm. yo, what? else has this done this dude done to her and I'm to make itching. her that to make her that scared i am itching to see this dude because i already know he pulled up and caught that fucking body like quickly and, and then he he killed a nigga and it was like look y'all all right i, I don't want to have to do that type of shit son y'all being some fuck niggas right now and if y'all keep doing that i'm gonna keep killing y'all i'm just letting y'all know it don't gotta be like that if y'all just you know what i'm saying so yeah. seeing him uh grab that glove to me, that was just the ultimate flex to be like, all right, shit, y'all gonna make me get, y'all gonna make shit get ugly in this bitch. And it was just to air, like, cause he didn't care if Midoriya or Lemillion saw him or Mirio saw him. Mm -hmm. It was just like, yo, Airy, if you like, if you don't want this shit to go left, you better come on right now, cause I'm about to take this fucking. Glove. Yeah, he's like, that's like whenever your mama start reaching for her belt. belt. Yeah, or doing. Did your parents ever take the belt and like push it together and clack it to where like it it went up like. You yeah, took like both in, yeah, like to where you can like make it make noise oh, yeah. and shit. That's what that was. My, all my mom had to do was grab it at a certain point because you know I'm saying I knew the I knew the sound. You know what I'm saying <laughs> I, I know what time it is, but that's that's what that was. She was like trying her best, and as soon as she was like, "All right, bitch, you want to fucking play?" She was like, "All right, all right, she's about to go down." Oh, you know what, y'all? I'm gone. We also got Night Eye and All Might's backstory. Ah, we did. But just adding a little bit more before we get to the uh, the All Might stuff, because uh, the the overhaul, even though it was so small, just the meeting in the alley, it was so impactful. Because first of all, uh, one thing aggravated me about it, which I'm gonna say afterwards, but what you said about Deku um, learning that okay, you you think you big and bad because you beat fucking Stain by luck. You think you big and bad because you're in the field now. And because you all might successor. And because you all might successor. But Muriel's sitting there like, nigga, chill out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the whole time it was annoying because I'm sitting there like, Muriel is a goofy ass nigga because everything he's trying to hint at him to do, everything he knew what he was supposed to do, like Deku kept pressing the subject. Like, hey, what are you doing to this girl? Like pressing the subject. And sidebar, uh, this is where I agree with you. Like, I'm starting to see the difference between a sub and dub because I watch both. And uh, whenever Deku asked uh, Overhaul, what are you doing to this girl? In Japanese, it sounded like, oh, shit, this nigga nuts dropped. You know what I'm saying? But then whenever he said in the English dub, you're like, what are you doing to this girl? I was like, oh, oh come on, Deku. Like, stop being a bitch, nigga. And as the season progressed, I want to see if the dub makes Deku grow up because in the manga and in the sub, we've seen his voice change from in the beginning to now. It's like... Okay, he's getting stronger. He's getting mm -hmm. more comfortable with himself. He's getting more confident. I think that needs to happen in the dub. And see, as well. I love the fact, and it was aggravating me seeing every time he would say something, um, Mario just kept acting like he was just oblivious to the situation. He was like, no, I think this is cool. Everything's he, going fine. But he did it so smartly because he couldn't, he had to do it like that and play dumb so Overhaul wouldn't think that he was questioning them. And see, that is why. I'm loving this more and more because Deku's sitting there like, nigga, fuck that. This is like a real superhero show like where we don't know this dude's abilities. Mm -hmm. We got a plan. Like it, it makes me think of Batman, like how we have to have a plan. We got to mm -hmm. be ready to go because we can't just go in there willy-nilly guns blazing. And, and you know, Mario's still a student, but this is how you know he's still more seasoned than Deku because the Deku's head first. The difference Deku's between like, a third year and a first year. Deku's like, all I know is fight. And yeah. this dude's like, bro, you're an idiot. You can get yourself killed. You can get us all killed. This is how you move. You don't just run into a fucking lion's house and let the lion eat you. You gotta patrol. You. you gotta scout things out. You gotta see what he's doing. And like, he told Deku, he's like, this is real hero work. Yeah. A lot of the times, you're gonna see somebody getting beat the fuck up. You're gonna see a little girl getting punched in her shit and you, you won't be able to run in and save her. You'll have to calculate 
how to run in and save her to where you don't get her killed, yourself killed, everybody else killed. You can't just run into a situation with good intentions and win. And that's what uh, Deku is starting to learn, I think. And I think Mario is the perfect person to teach him that. And I'm really loving their relationship, their, the too. balance. I'm loving the fact that Deku is getting a little cocky now. I love that. Okay, so... All Might is Deku's teacher, but All Might can only teach Deku so much because he wants to let him learn from experience. Like, he's going to be there for him for the one-for-all stuff. But in terms of, for example, for mastering one-for-all, Deku had to go to uh, Grand Torino. Now to figure out how to not necessarily be a good hero, but to get his first steps, how to get experience. We're going with the the best student in the in the school. So it's like he's having these different masters instead of having this one master. And I love seeing Deku get taught from different perspectives because at the same time, Night Eye is a master to him as well. Yep, he's got he's got a bunch of different trainers, and I'm loving to see this. It, it just reminds me of like it takes the big three trope and just turns it on his head and makes it refreshing like mm-hmm. there's no just one Jiraiya or one Rayleigh like mm-hmm. the old man with gray hair and it's like it's like we, we yeah we had Gran Torino but he's still learning from other people I, I feel like it takes more from from Goku more than you know Naruto and, and people and don't like to admit that Goku had multiple trainers they always think it's just Kami but multiple like Goku I mean not Kami uh Roshi all of his techniques in super when you look at him going Kyle Kim when you look at him doing Kamehameha he still uses all his original show King techniques Kai. He learned Master Roshi. Roshi was his first teacher. Then it was King Kai. Matter of fact, it was probably like some in between there. You got the corn, the cat, the corn, the cat. But the most important, most influential ones, uh, Master Roshi, King Kai, Corrin, the um, uh, the Yard Rats, the Yard Rats. Uh, he had more like before Beerus, because Beerus is one of them. But I think he had another one, right? No, I think I think we said them all: Yard Rats, Corrin, King Kai, Roshi. And Weiss and, and Weiss. Beerus. Yeah. But uh, you see him have multiple um, multiple. But leaders. this takes that and just doubles it. Yeah, and the thing is, it's more tactical than just, Hi, I'm Roshi. I'm going to teach you to Kamehameha. Hi, ma- I'm King Kai. I'm going to teach you uh, this shit. The Yard Rats. And it makes sense. It's like, we're not going to just sit you down and teach you everything and you learn it. No, we're going to give you the basics. You mm-hmm. learn something from that. You advance. You get a new teacher. You learn something from that. You advance. You get a new teacher. You learn something from that. But at the same time, you still have your overall mentor Mm -hmm. helping you throughout each new training process. It's kind of similar to how... Oh, I'm not gonna say this. Never mind. That's a spoiler, and we're we're, we're out of spoiler territory. But, with but that's Demon like, Slayer. but you get what you get. What I was going with that. That's like life. You learn different things from different people. Not only do you learn from experience, and do you learn from being in the field, but you also learn just from 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 anybody who like. I learn. I always say this, right? I, I know a lot of negative uh, opinions, and I know I have certain opinions about shit that aren't the same as everybody else. But I take opinions that are completely different from mine, and I not just, you know, fight them, but I learn from them. Yeah. I learn from literally, you can learn from anybody. And just from the fact that he has multiple teachers, multiple things being taught from different angles, and at once. Like, he, All Might's, like you said, always going to be his mentor. But at the same time, he's in the field with Mirio. And while he's in the field, that's his in the field training. Then he comes home from that, he got to go answer to fucking All Might's sidekick. Yeah, Night Eye, yep. So it's like you get to see he's really getting a full a full Gamut training of teaching like it's really school like he's learning. Yeah, literally. And he's he's uh, he's got his license now. It just reminds me of like think about when you're in high school and you, there's the kids older than you like I don't know if you hung out with like older kids when let's say you're like a sophomore, mm-hmm. but for me I always had like the junior class ahead of me that I play basketball with or the seniors and like 
the ju- one junior and one senior, they would pick me up and we'd hang out and I'd learn stuff from them. But at the same time, I'd learn stuff from my teachers. And at the same time, I'd learn stuff from like, it's just like, it, I think it's dope because that's really how school is. You have the older mm-hmm. kids that you pick up things from that can help you with like whatever. And then you have the, the teachers and you have other teachers. Mm-hmm. It just it just fits really well. For sure, for like, sure. Like this show is really well constructed. And I, I just love the progression of seeing seeing Deku go from, like you literally, all right. In in shonen shows, shonen MCs, you always see them grow, you always see them progress. But there's always big gaps. That's one of the things I don't like about Ichigo. He just gets these power ups out of nowhere. This isn't like. this isn't random. Like we see Deku work for his. You see, you you actually get to see the growth because it's gradual. Yeah. Every step Deku takes is a step towards becoming the Great, world's yeah. yeah greatest hero. And it's not like he's even he's making these big leaps and bounds. His only leap and bound was getting the quirk. Yeah, uh, no, well. No, I, I, he had, when he mastered full cowling, that was his, and he got the shoot style. That was like, full cowling was his first one where he realized, okay, I can move around at all, like 10% all my speed. Mm-hmm. And then he figured out, I'm not going to punch. I'm a kick and do shoot style. I think those were his two biggest. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. But, but like even that, but they were still, gradual. It's still 10. He still only has like, I think by the time this arc mentions it, I think he'll have like control of maybe 15, 20% of his power. Damn. And there's still like 80 something to go. Damn, bro. This nigga is the goat. He's about to be the goat. I already see it. So what'd you think of uh, the All Might backstory and All Might telling Deku about his destiny? Oh, so a whole nother episode to me. Like you give me a whole, like that shit was so, so, so heartfelt. You see, you see All Might get fucking emotional. Like, this nigga sitting there, like, telling this nigga just shit that he wouldn't just tell him, you know what I'm saying? He said, like, it's time. It's time to just let it out. Yeah, because he's been holding that in for a while. Uh, I do like the fact that um, the whole fight and fate thing, I love that concept. I do love uh, the backstory between All Might and Night uh, Night Eye. Uh, I do love the fact that everything ties in that Deku wanted to know so bad. It's like, you know he wants to. Like, this nigga's your biggest fan. He finds out that your sidekick is also, hit your big. you know what I'm saying, your biggest fan. And... Y'all beefed out. He's like, I'm missing something. Like he's like, I'm missing something essential. Yeah. And he's like, I can't go past it with you just sitting here lying, not lying to me, but keeping shit from, from me. me. Yeah. He's like, nigga, if you want me to be the next you, I have to learn from you, good and bad. He's like, I don't give a fuck if it's your fault that y'all not cool no more. I gotta know what's going on. And to be honest with you, seeing the fact that all my, the reason why, um, Night Eye is mad at all might, you could say. Uh, it's very important to the the whole the future of All Might. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he 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 dropped the bomb like I'm gonna die, nigga. Like we all know he's not gonna last long. But he told Deku he's like, nigga. It, it was different when Deku heard that. But at the same time, it's like Deku, and this goes back to why Midoriya can be kind of comfortable in his decision because he did kind of change fate already. Because Night Eye's thing is All Might would have lost, died in a battle. Mm-hmm. All Might already had the battle. He doesn't have his powers anymore. He ain't dead. And he ain't dead. So is All Might gonna have another battle, mm-hmm. or is he just gonna die a different way because Deku changed fate? Man, I'm, I'm excited. Interesting combos to see for later for sure. Like and to, this is and to, and to look back on this. I've always said my hero is really good at making you think this is gonna happen and then something else happens. So right now I don't even know what to expect or where we're gonna go from here because they're kind of opening. Uh, ideas in people's heads, this but is, you never this, know how they'll end. This is still the beginning parts of this arc. We next episode will kind of give you a layout of where we're going. Uh, no, I I could kind of see the direction of where we're going. I'm loving it, but like towards the the for the big picture, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm thinking like anything could happen with this whole 
you, you don't know I might fate. You don't know Deku's like you don't know what's gonna happen past this arc. You know what I'm saying? Like where the manga's ended right now, I'm pretty sure you're still sitting there like, what the fuck is gonna happen in the future? You know what I'm saying? Oh what, yeah, no one understands. What is the future of of this world looking like? Where will all might be? Where There's will... no there's no funnel. We're, the funnel's still open. It's not closing in. Like, I have no idea. Because um, All Might's sitting there telling Deku, like, look, bro, I'm supposed to be dead now, nigga. So, like, you never... Like, he, he said that, like, he told him, I promise you. He's like, I promise yeah, you like, I, I won't I, die. I, I promised him, your mom, I promised to you, like, I've changed the way I view. Before, I just accepted my death. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to die. I want to live. And it's like, I get, I get we're changing fate here. But how much control does he have over that? I'm excited to see that. And I'm I, excited to see I, his back against the wall where he has to defend that promise. For the future, and this this hasn't happened yet in the manga or anything. This is just me speculating. I think at some point, for Deku to become, before the Shippuden, I do believe All Might might have to die. No, I'm a firm believer he has to die. And spoiler alert, I want to just throw this out there because motherfuckers on Twitter piss me off. Because I saw somebody drop a panel that had All Might in the casket and shit. And oh, that's like a, fake. Yeah, it was so fake. <laughs> but the, the thing is, I went fact check it to make sure it was fake. I went look at the leaked chapter just to make sure, you oh. know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't read anything, but I just skimmed to make sure that, that shit wasn't in there. Didn't see anything of, of importance, but I knew it was capped. You just wouldn't understand it if you if you sc- just scrolled through it and didn't read. Cause, I didn't. I didn't yeah. know what the fuck was going on. I saw a lot of new characters that looked dope, but let's not go there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, people are, uh, they were making that joke. They were making a joke like, uh, all Might's dead in the manga now because the Bakugo dead joke. Everybody's like, Bakugo's yeah, I remember dead. that. That was like, that was a funny arc of Twitter. I can't lie. It was a funny joke for the manga readers to have an inside joke with each other to be like, let's just act like Bakugo's dead to make the anime only niggas be like, <laughs> damn, man, you spoiled it. So they tried to do the same thing with All Might. And it's like, okay, so y'all did that the same exact episode. Like the day that the episode drops where he says, I'm going to die, they're like, oh, he dies in the manga. There's no fucking way that that yeah. would happen. There's no, no way. Uh, Horikoshi would let that happen. But I do think before Deku moves on to whatever Shippuden is the next, I think All Might has to die. I honestly do. I, I think that exact same thing. I feel like All Might's not going to make it to the end. That's going to push Deku to become the hero he's supposed to be. And I want to see how it does that. I want to see how he reacts to that because nothing made me cry like when Jiraiya died. And like when Jiraiya died, right? I was in awe. I'm sitting there like, oh my God, this is crazy. He's not dead. There's no way. But whenever you bring Naruto in Tsunade's office and they're telling Naruto he's dead, Naruto's like crying and shit and freaking but out. Nah, it didn't, it didn't even hit me until when you see Naruto with that popsicle and he crying and sitting on the bench. No, that hit me hard, but it hit me when he was in the office when he first got, when he first found out. Then it hit me again once I thought I was recovering when he's with that popsicle on that fucking bench. Like that whole uh, internal struggle that he had to have been dealing with. And I want to see that with Deku. I want to see him dealing with All Might's death. Yeah, it's Did a fucked he... up thing to say, but, but it's definitely time, something that's necessary. At the same time, does he is he the one that accepted where Bakugo's the one pushed to the wall? Ooh. Because see, they said this something crazy to where it could be Bakugo's more affected. Not more affected than Deku, but Deku's already known this is coming and he's made his peace with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bakugo... I'm still itching for Bakugo to just go full villain on these niggas. I don't think that's gonna ever happen. Me neither. But I just, I just want it to happen so bad because he's such a uh, he's such a villain ass hero. I'm liking him more and more as we grow. He's he's becoming more of a hero. But that's sport. That's we don't. Let's not get into that. even even to, for right now. Like where we're at right now, he's still that grumpy, grunty. But, but at the same he reminds time, reminds me of Hiei. But at the same time, he's warming up like Hiei warmed up. Exactly. That's what I'm and saying. And you can see it in the anime. He's he's not he's he, instead of exploding like he usually would, he's like getting that little fucking anger vein. Like he's talking more with Todoroki. Like for example, when they were talking about their license, he was like, "Be quiet." Yeah, that's Be funny. Quiet. That's like, hilarious. Shut the f up. I, I don't. 
Like he he gave him he, he they're talking and like Todoroki sees that like I got a playful relationship with. And this I dude. love seeing that both of these guys are like flunkies, Loki. Yeah, they're, and but the they're whole the, class, it got life goes on. They're flunkies, but at the same time they're the two strongest. So that's the that's the irony. But of it's all like of the it. class is looking at them like y'all niggas gotta step y'all game up. Yeah, Nigga, we on we, missions. Now. Yeah, we moving up. And the funny thing is, only some of them are on missions while the other niggas are just in class. Yep. Because not everybody got an internship. But where, what would you rate? Uh, I believe this is episode 67, Fighting Fate. I'll give this one a 4.8. Ooh, I'm going to give it 4.5. I want to give it a, a, I wanna give it a 5, bro. Everything in my heart's telling me to get a 5, but I just know. I'm we, waiting. I just know we haven't gotten the 5 yet. But I know for sure that it it executed on every single. And the reason why it's it's very easy to want to give my hero um, a it just, 5. It executes exposition better than most animes execute normal but stuff I, I'll, I'll go even as far as to say flawlessly they flawlessly executed like there is nothing about this episode that could have been done better than me like every, like the animation beautiful the intensity soundtrack yeah. beautiful voice acting as far as the Japanese dub and, and to, the English and to keep dub. me hooked with no action that's and bro it, it but it, it was, was still action. action yeah it still was it, well, let me not say action but it was intense. It, it, yeah it was thrilling it was tense like, like knowing we'll overhaul Explode, all you needed like, was that. All yeah. you needed was the fact that you saw Overhaul catch a body, and you know you don't know what he's capable of, and you don't know how he's gonna react to Deku, and you see Mirio tell him we gotta tread lightly, and Deku is like, "Fuck that!" I can't wait for y'all to see Mirio in action. And yeah, I'm excited for that too, because Mirio to see like a full season. fledged hero. Yeah, like that's the diff. Like we know how Deku and them fight. We've never seen a like we've seen All Might fight, so that's the pinnacle of it. But what does a full fledged hero that's not All Might? look like in battle facts and we're gonna see that this season next episode are you excited red riot baby we're getting karisha we're starting to get into the karishima storyline to me i saw the trailer it seems kind of random now see i'm gonna love the episode when it drops regardless i'm pretty sure it's gonna you just tie need in to perfectly. see how it fits in but like you just said i'm itching to see muriel get into action i'm itching to see overhaul come fuck some more shit up i'm itching to see deku show his ass like i want to see shit go down but look let me say this you remember the game like karishima is part of the gang that night, do you remember how night I was like, we got to get other agencies? Mm-hmm. Karishima's in one of those agencies. Oh, okay. And that's why, You're right. if you notice, he's with the other member of the big three, Sky Eater. The big nigga? No, the big nigga is his, uh, is his night eye. That's Fat Gum. Okay, that's, other, that's who I was seeing. I'm talking about the other guy that was in the trailer. Fat Gum. <laughs> yeah, his name's Fat Gum. I can't he, wait to see he, this guy. No, both ca- all new characters that are going to be introduced in the next episode in the remainder of the season, they're so cool. Bro, like, Fat lie. Gum's amazing. From the trailer of the season, the season trailer, I saw him and I, he was easily one of the most intriguing characters I saw. And you're going to like the other member of the big three, the other member of the big three, Ama Kaji, or I just the know him as, as Scott. No, this is Sky. Well, you should like the chick, but Sky Eater for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to That's Mirio's to it. best friend. They haven't disappointed yet, and I'm just excited to see where we're going because everybody is saying season four is going to be the best Shisake, season yet. man. And it's looking, it's looking like it's it's already getting I'm, better. I'm, I'm already predicting this is anime of the year. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's seeming, it's seeming there because, you know, you know how I feel about Demon Slayer. You know how I feel about Promise Neverland. You even know how I feel about Vinland. They're and all top tier to me. Oh, yeah. and Mob Psycho. They're all top tier for me. But... This I is, will this say is something different. Like episode, it took me at least nine episodes to get into Demon Slayer. Uh, it took you ten Demon Slayer. Ten, I ten, you think? Yeah. It was whenever they were fighting um, the first, the first demon when Tandro got out of the train and he was going to fight the Sabuto nigga shit. Okay, yeah, you're right. And I, I, I was in after that. Like I think after we met Muzan, I was in in. Yeah. Uh, with Promise Neverland, that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, but that's a different type of show. Different type of show, and it, it didn't give us much. Like to say that. 
Demon Slayer gave us 24 episodes of hotness, you know what I'm saying? Fire, Promise flames. Promise gave 12. And it's not that action-packed, so why the fuck could you not have done, gave us a full, a full, full season? And Mob Psycho, it was a slow kind of roll. It, it was great. That's great a finish. masterpiece. Amazing I, finish. I honestly think it makes it really hard. But it does. With, with this, like, I'm already where I was at my peak of all of those because this is my hero this is like a whole nother this I'm invested in this this is a different already. monster man this is and a different monster they just execute shit so well you, I'm just waiting for them to fall off and they don't they only get better like yeah. they don't even have any chill points to where I'm not at the even end of the my even the filler seat. was great yeah like, that, we, the, we the gave king, them their yeah. props with that bro. yeah no for sure my, my hero deserves it's 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 flowers to me it, it pisses me off how so many people are in denial of my hero's greatness just because they don't like the fan base and just see, because they don't like the show the way you feel about demon slayer i feel, I feel that exact same way about my hero because my hero's too good to be getting this ridiculous slander it gets it, it's both of them because they both get slandered and they get slandered by the usual, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, haters, contrarians. Yeah, you know what I'm saying the ones that's like, I hate this because everybody likes it. That's y'all think that's good? Well, I think it's bad. We, there, it's always gonna be those. But people whose opinions I respect, or people who have opinions that I look at their other opinions, I'm like, okay, that's a solid opinion. Then they're like, yeah, but my hero's trash. I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah. What do you mean, like? You, did you just mean you didn't like it? Did you just mean it wasn't for you? Like, no, it's garbage and this is why. I'm sitting there like, how do you look past how well it executes? The, if, the, only, the only way I could, I could imagine you not liking My Hero is if you're one of those people like, I just don't like Shonen. But as a Shonen, My Hero does exceptionally well what yeah. other shows try to do and fail at doing. No, 100%. And that's all the time we got this week, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 39 Chris, tell the people they can find you at on social media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chris SJE, no spaces. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm proud to announce your boy just broke 10K. I saw that. Today. Congratulations, my bro. Uh, so I promised on Twitter as soon as I broke 10K, I was going to drop some new music. Is so Tengen coming out? Tengen is coming out. We got my, my what? Is it my second Demon Slayer? Third Demon Slayer song. Can is I it going to be, when is it going to be out? This week, I want to say I want to say Friday at the latest, but I'm shooting for Thursday. I could put a sneak peek on the at the end of this. Throw it, th- throw right. a sneak peek because I've been having that song. That's on hard, bro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I teased it to Lennon early. About that two months, like a month ago. I don't show my my unreleased shit to too many people, but I sent it to Lennon because I respect his opinion oh. and I wanted to see what he thinks. And he gave me the reaction that I was like, okay, this is one. Yo, yo, <laughs> that. Like, that Tinker shit is nuts. So, y'all look forward to that. Um, yes, at the end of this. We'll, drop, uh, we'll put it in the back. I just dropped another snippet y'all might see. So, just pay, like, ever since I hit 10K, I've been waiting to break this this uh, 10K on Instagram. Not to for the clout. No. But, but just, just to now, progression. I'm planning on unrolling a lot of content. Like, when I tell y'all um, the song, I'm going to drop the cover art for Tinkin tomorrow. Then the song's probably going to drop the day after that. So, the, when y'all are hearing this, y'all, are probably, y'all can probably go look and see the um cover art. The cover art, but peep my story too, cause I got a surprise there, and it's nothing but surprises from here on out. Hell yeah! Be sure to check out Chris's song when he drops it. Be sure to get the official release. But for a little sneak preview, stay tuned to the end of Anime Talk. You guys can follow me at LinBWT on Twitter. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out the rest of the content. If you are a Star Wars fan, then you should know that Disney Plus is out. The Mandalorian is out, and Schubert and I are doing an extra review of The Mandalorian on top of the new Bros Who Binge episode. We have two episodes for you by the time you guys hear this. Bros Who Binge, we review Titans, Watchmen, all the good superhero comic book nerdy stuff, and as well as, if not by that 
at the night of when you hear this, Wednesday morning, we will have a Mandalorian review out as well. Be sure to check that out, as well as the latest Bros Who Think episode that drops on Thursday. And if you're a sports fan, be sure to check out the latest episode of Primetime. But you can find all of that content and more at www.broswhothink.com. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and be sure... For all the things we discussed today, whether it's the best duos, the best openers, uh, whether we you guys want to tell us what you think about the My Hero Academia Season 4, whether you want to tell us what you think about Fire Force, interact with us, guys, and put leave your thoughts in the comments on SoundCloud. Leave your thoughts. Tweet me and Krista. Hit us up. Or you can go to the website and put it in the little... On the homepage, you can scroll all the way bottom and fill out that form and put it in there. We want to interact with you guys more. We want to have more fan questions on the show. We want to have more of you, your guys' theories that we discuss. Hit us up. Be sure to use that comment section on SoundCloud and let us know what you think. But that's all the time I have today for Krista. My name is Lyndon. You guys have a great, great weekend. Enjoy your week until the next episode. But we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Be safe. Keep watching anime. And as always... Peace. Diamonds dripping off my face like I'm a tangin'. Yeah, these niggas ain't bout shit, call them ten ten. Yeah, niggas talking down and that's a spin bin. Yeah, niggas say they better, that's a big cringe. Can't fuck with the crystal, the one handed pillar, I ride for my niggas, yeah. Pull up and I kill you, won't even remember, I do this shit every day. Yeah, I demon sleep, but I'm a demon, bitch, I feel like you's cave. Mad that I'm winning, they hating the outcome like he ever shot skate. These kids this talking shit, I pull up on a gatekeeper and close the gate. Yeah, I'm the weep god, I'm who you gotta talk to at heaven's gates. Yeah, ditching my training arc, hop on a beat and I meditate. Yeah, moving sluggers, I just hit soon, now they for the Medicaid. Yeah, hentai bitch, I'm trying to fornicate. Naruto, baby, who they was born to hate. Nigga be dishing just for the clickbait. Man, I be getting my shit the real way. I'm guilty, your honor. I'm hot as cool lava. Young fooly, I'm hot as a sauna. Get that tapping like a katana. Niggas gon' talk, but they bout nada. Did they gon' bite, but they not bite us. Big back crew like pirates. Underworld gang can't stop us. Young fully, I move like a Hashira. The greatest, I'm mighty like Kamina. These rappers, they mad that they not with us. They loud and they bother like Sakura. Diamonds dripping up my face like I'm the Tengen. Yeah, these niggas ain't bad shit, call them ten ten. Yeah, niggas talking down and that's a spin bin. Yeah, niggas say they better, that's a big cringe. I ride for my niggas, yeah Pull up and I kill you, won't even remember I do this shit every day Yeah, I demon sleep, but I'm a demon, bitch I feel like you gay Yeah, them winning, they hating I the outcome like he ever Versace These killers, this talking shit I pull up on a gatekeeper and call the gate Yeah, I'm the weep god, I'm who you gotta talk to at heaven gates Yeah, they did my training arc, hop on a beat and I meditate Moving slugging, so I just hit you, now they for the Medicaid